Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. You're listening to a live play recording of Gradient Descent, a role-playing campaign written by Luke Gearing using rules for Mothership, a tabletop role-playing game published by Tuesday Night Games. For more Adventures in Lollygagging, subscribe on YouTube, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thelollygaggers, and follow us on Twitter at lollygaggerco. Thanks for listening. All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight. Uh, we are down Steven, uh, so overall the stream should be improved. And uh, the original folks will go ahead and continue. Uh, but uh, right now Steven can hear us because I think he's listening. So uh, everyone has been given free reign to uh, say awful things about him uh, in his character uh in return for bonus experience and stuff like that so yeah that's that's basically it uh but thank you to everyone in the chat who have already kind of got it going got a couple subs out there we also got a wonderful new phrase i think uh that we should use for the stream uh running uh in space no one can hear you lollygag or lollygagging we got to work on that a little bit but something like that we'll workshop it but it's awesome um (laughs) Uh, so good. Okay, so uh, yeah, so we're going to continue Mothership. Uh, we're doing Gradient Descent module uh, for as long as they feel like doing it. Uh, and that's that. Um, while we do some character intros and then we'll dive in. So um, Melissa, uh, tell us who you are uh, and tell us uh, what you like least about Steven. <laughs> uh, so I am uh, playing Wigo Wynn, uh, Teamster, uh, I've got quite a bit of stress, um, doing okay, unlike Steven on uh, Health and Wounds. Um, pretty good at piloting, zero-G, industrial equipment kinds of things. Um, and I am now carrying around uh, kind of a big heavy thingy. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So the, the the a lot of the game, a lot of this game is based around the concept of of like it's artifact diving, right? Like we're calling it that. It's like it's just these the space equivalent of like you know dungeon crawling for treasure, right? Uh, and so yeah, you actually did recover some very interesting tech. Uh, you have no idea what it does, uh, but there's something about its design that suggests that this is advanced and fascinating. Don't forget that we are in a a synthetics lab, like a cloud bank synthetics lab uh, slash research and development uh, that has been overtaken by an AI. But um, but there are some interesting devices in here to find, and you have found one. Uh, and and it's a, and again, it's big and it's bulky. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't really care too much about encumbrance, but like account for that, you know, like keep that in mind as you're as you're sort of playing and kind of factor that in a bit. Uh, but it is a big kind of bulky thing that you're lugging around. Imagine carrying like one of those old school giant like Dell towers from like 1998 or something. And, like <laughs> sure. that's it's probably twice that. Uh, all right, next up, uh, we have our our lone uh, android amongst the amongst the group. Uh, we have Long, uh, who's also playing an android. It's really interesting. Uh, Long, tell us about Helix. Yes, Helix is an android. He's pretty much the computer geek, mathematics guy. Of the crew, he's got a penguin named Peepee. He's, he's left him on the ship. He's not on the planet with him. Mm. Uh, what, what do you? What do we think? Let's do a quick. Let's do a, a quick cutaway to the ship to the Doppler effect. 
what is what has PP been doing the last several hours as you all have been first gone to the bell, then you came over here to the to the deep, the station? What has PP been doing this whole time? Yeah, so the ship's unoccupied right now. All the space is available for him, so he's roaming the ship, pretty much okay. belly sliding across the hallways. <laughs> he's just belly sliding. Is that how Reed knew to do what he did last week last time? He saw P- he's seen PP slide across. He could have okay. picked up on that, yeah. I like to think that PP has a cigar in his mouth and is sitting in the pilot's chair and is flying the ship the <laughs> away from this location. So that's what I think is happening. Uh, to all the Twitch, thank you so much. Uh, okay. <laughs> 500 bits for Derek to roll a D20 to see how many of Steven's socks he steals while he's AWOL. Okay. Go ahead, Derek. Roll it. Roll it. We got to do it. I mean, we're, we, are, we are committed. D20. Uh, only three. <laughs> three. Oh my god! But it's an, but it's an even it's number. It's an odd number, so, so it's, it's really good. four. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, yeah. it's it's three, which is even better because it leaves that spare one sitting mm-hmm. around that you can never pair. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. I think PP has a cigar, uh, Veronique. That's my head cannon, but it is Helix's penguin, so it's kind of up to him. It doesn't have to be. A he, he is organic. I don't know if penguins smoke cigars. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Penguin's That's Helix cigar. answering, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't. I'm pretty sure that's a no they don't smoke cigars. Uh all right. Uh bottom row. Uh we've got uh Dr. Leo Minton. Derek, tell us about the doc. Uh yeah. So I'm a scientist class. Um a little banged up from uh being punched in I think the chest by an android. Uh that absolutely terrified me. Um only because uh, there was no socks I noticed while I was on the ground, so I had to clamber on out of there. I am the team doctor in some ways, um, but I spend more time stealing socks, of course. And um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say about Mint. Oh, yeah. the um, His uh, overalls are the stuff of nightmares. Um, so if anything that we encounter has enough intelligence, then I have to roll like either intimidation or whatever's in this world because of Fear the test or something. Okay. Yeah. My haunting Sesame street coverall did, or overalls. Did you see your character sheet? I actually added them on your character sheet with an image that I use mid journey for to get that coveralls with like that. I remember it in the discord, but oh, I actually, actually it on the patched overall. Yeah, it's on your, it's on your, it's on your actual character sheet now. It's <laughs> <laughs> So silly. That's amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, they're also covered in blood, uh, Reed's blood, but also uh, Nellie's blood as you attempted some impromptu dentistry and it didn't uh, didn't go so yeah, well. Yeah, I am not a dentist or orthodontist, so couldn't really? really do that well with that. Closest thing to one, I think, for quite a distance. Uh, all right, moving on. We don't have, uh, you know, Stevens, no Corporal Reed tonight. He'll be uh, recovering from his his wounds. Uh, I, got, I got very... Uh, creative this week and i made a little uh a little corporate like motivational poster to put over top of steven's face uh well steven's spot uh but uh you know i was at fun with it i really like mid journey if anyone's not using mid journey you really should use it it's very addicting just like making cool art like ai art so so weird uh and then finally uh we got abby morton ashley tell us about abby uh, Abby is our other resident teamster. Uh, she specializes in field medicine, industrial equipment, zero G and zoology. 
So I had Canon her as she was kind of like the resident nurse at some sort of factory, uh, helping put people together when they ripped their arms off, sticking it into equipment that they shouldn't have. Um, and yeah, she <laughs> was assisting our resident doctor uh, when we demolished that man's poor tooth. Uh, and she's also the very superstitious one of the group. Um, she hides rocks everywhere, which PP better not be collecting them to build some nests because I swear to God. And then <laughs> um, she also has this, uh, what is it? Her dented uh, prospecting mug. And she can't quite remember why it's important, but she does know that as long as it's on her, she'll be fine. But if she loses it, something horrible will happen. You said it's like a prospecting mug, so it's like a tin mug or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, and so you and you did you ever once know that the mug was like? Did you ever at any point did you really she know had, why it was good? She had lost it at okay. one point in time, and uh, someone close to her died. <gasps> Oh, and she died. correlated uh, her mom. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's rough. Yeah. All right. Sorry, okay. mom. Okay, but it's not it's not my room. <laughs> well, I would hope not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, let's let's dive in then. Um, hmm. Okay, so you are the crew of the Doppler Effect. You've established that. You've been sent out here uh, by a woman named Deborah Stoneyark. Uh, a company called a startup, a tech startup called Advanced Systems Limited, gave you a, a tip and some seed money uh, to head out to the to go artifact diving at the deep. So this cloud bank synthetics uh, facility, uh, you've learned that has been overtaken by a rogue AI by the name of Monarch. Uh, you've discovered uh, as you were diving in into this into this this station, there was a body hanging from the rafters above uh, a broken terminal and reception. Uh, inside the pockets uh, you've, of this this deceased individual, there was a postcard. Uh, Liko didn't mention this, displaying Liko's birth location, which was uh, Mount Suro and her date of birth. Uh, the crew, tr- you've been trying to kind of progress uh, further into the station. You encounter a security android. Uh, with an unloaded submachine gun, you got into a fight, as Dr. Leo mentioned. Did not go well for you all. You got away from it. Didn't do any damage to it. But you got away from the android. And you actually had the gun, too. Uh, but you were hiding out over by the employee cafeteria in the kitchen. Um, you met a a strange bifurcated android named Stephen, who swore that he was human and wanted to join the party. Uh, you, uh, let's see, Abby, you found a golden rat statue in the kitchen. You got some ammo. Um you search the conference rooms. You got this, uh, as as Liko was saying, this strange mobile terminal. Uh, you also, like a team of mercs, swept into the station at some point and without even asking questions, just start shooting anything they saw, including Reed. <laughs> and uh, but fortunately, he he even though he was shot in the neck, he didn't bleed out. Leo saved him. Uh, but later, while while you were trying to bypass this security checkpoint, Reed was nearly killed again. 
Uh, but Liko and Abby saved him. So a lot of people saving Reed. Uh, so I, I imagine you all are going to do a lot better tonight, not having to carry uh, carry him around. Uh, let's see. Dr. Menton and Helix, you discovered this cubicle camp, this room, uh, so, sort of like a, like a diver fort. And you spoke for a while with, a, with an, old, an old diver by the name of Nelly. Uh, and uh, he needed some dental care. It didn't go so well. Uh, and Helix, I think you also discovered this strange mind be- mind-bending piece of like – like 3D art of some kind hidden amongst the cubicles. Uh, and so we're going to pick up right there. Uh, hey, I see a Steven in the chat. Look at that. We yeah. haven't said anything <laughs> terrible at all about you yet. Nothing terrible at all. Okay, so let's get in. Oh, I also I also put this thing on a easy easy key, so it's much easier to get to. Okay. That's so great. Uh, so what I would, uh, if, if every one of you could go ahead and, uh, click that little blind macro thing I gave you last week as we're going to say a couple hours, maybe have passed. Maybe you've taken, taken the opportunity to hide out in this cubicle camp, catch your breath, help with read a bit, um, talk maybe more with Nelly, whatever it might be. Uh, and so you've been in the, you've been in this station for a little while longer now. Let's see. Okay. Good to know. So, as you look around, let's just kind of refresh your memory. There is uh, a doorway that goes uh, back into the uh, this that sort of long hallway. Uh, if you recall, off to your right, coming out of the the, the room that heads into the cubicle uh, cubicle camp, you know that there was that security uh, that security checkpoint behind an airlock depressurization chamber, like. Off to the off to the right. You also know that there were two elevators that you've discovered. Uh, one was over by the conference room, and one was like to the left when you come out this cubicle camp area. Uh, Helix and Minton, you did a little bit of scouting over by the elevator room, and you remember that there that that there's a hallway that kind of looped back around uh, eventually towards reception, and there were a couple rooms over there that you haven't looked into. Uh, there's also one other thing that I neglected to mention last time. There's another exit in this in this room, uh, off to your off to like the opposite side of the the opposite wall from like the exit of uh, of where you came in. You do in fact see what looks like this airlock door. Uh, you can tell that there's got that kind of classic glass porthole in it where you can kind of look through, uh, and whoever does. When you look inside, you can see that it looks like it's some kind of a bay filled with like escape pods, uh, and you can tell that they all. It looks compared to this place, this this cubicle camp where everything's just a mess, and every other place you've been has been a, a mess, signs of destruction, signs of explosions, etc. This place looks. Uh, this escape pod looks um, absolutely untouched, like it looks to be in like relatively clean gleaming affair uh and you can like you can kind of see as you put your head up to it but that's about it uh but when you try to open it it does seem to be like this door is locked so your door is locked so with that in mind what do you all want to do uh nelly's here still uh and uh game is yours I feel like we're still taking a deep breath under everything we've just been through with all of the uh, shooting at us and androids and whatnot. 
say it's been a couple hours. Let's say, let's say you've, you've taken a, like a small break here. And so, really, it's just sort of amongst the four. Nelly's there and he's like, you know, if y'all want to go looking around for more medical supplies for your friend, you can leave him with me. I'll be glad to keep an eye on him. Be more than happy to. Think we may need to uh, take you up on that. Uh, I would be yeah, honored. We'll need, get, we'll need to get something to stabilize him until we leave, because I think he was only good for like what twelve hours or something. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, well, I no, I think you actually did. You know that he's going to need surgery to repair it. Like he's never like until he gets that repaired. Uh, that wound, he's going to constantly be down, basically a wound, mechanically speaking. So he's going to need surgery to get that repaired. But he's not, like, you, you've you managed to make it so he's not, like, uh, he's not going to die. Uh, but he's not going to be in great 100% shape. We can leave him here. There's a lift outside. We should take that. Well, there, there's a couple lifts in here. There's two of them. Just, they go to different places, though, so you might want to be a, a touch careful. Y'all seem to be like nice, good standing, fine people, new to the place and all. Wouldn't want to see you getting killed right away. You know, I wouldn't want to, want to see you getting killed at all. But, I mean, it happens, unfortunately. Uh, where do they go? Oh, well, you know, the one right out here, if you, you head on out and you, you hang a left there, well, that there goes down to floor four and uh, down to engineering in floor six. It's a peculiar layout, of course. And then the other one on the other side of the floor, well, well that, one, that one heads down to floor two. But that's a... Well, they're all kind of interesting places. I, I, I fear. Now, some of the best diving is uh, <clears throat> in floor three. That's a very large uh, factory grounds down there, but it's not the easiest place to get to. The only place you can really get to it from, short of finding some sort of miraculous entry point on the exterior of the station. Well, the only way you can get to it from inside that old Nelly's aware of is, well, it's through floor two. But you're, it's a weird place down there. I haven't been down there for a little while, to be honest, but, well, I don't know. It's like a whole different world in there, I'll be honest with you few times I've been there but then again everywhere around here is kind of strange you know wouldn't be worth coming to if it wasn't right I suppose suppose Helix I agree with you but I think we've left a couple of rooms that we haven't looked at yet just uh, down the hall over there check them out on the way You uh, ready to go there, Doc? As ready as I'll ever be. Uh, Jeff, do we know how long overall we have been here? 
Uh, I was I would just about s- asking that. Yeah, if I did, you know, we'll do some fast and loose math. Saying that if we're, if we're going to say that you all like, you know, took a breather here, mm-hmm. um, we'll say maybe like four hours or so, five hours, something like that. Okay. Oh my gosh, Tombstone! Thank you so much. Ugh. Oh my goodness, so very nice of you. Wow, thank you. Oh, I see Aaron's in chat too. Okay. So we have like what another 18, 17 hours until our transport arrives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There and is like a an emergency radio contact thing in the cargo bay, uh, but there's always going to be a delay between you know sending that out and hoping that he can get over here and you know immediately that kind of thing. And then so far, the only cool artifact type thing we have is that computer that Lico found, right? I just found that statue in this room from the cabinet. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 the Mm -hmm. statue. Yeah, and if any of you look at it, by the way, you're not sure necessarily how it was made and what it's made out of. Like, the substance is sort of peculiar, and and when you look at it, you can kind of... It's got this sort of geometrical qualities to it that just seem like... Not... I don't know. It's like the the math of it all. It's like the geometry of it all just seems sort of fascinating in some ways. The right, you know, you know, it's always you find the right buyer for some of these things. Well, I suppose we can go to floor two and see if we can find one more artifact and just even it out to three. Uh, Dr. Metzen, three is an odd number. Yeah, but three strikes, you're out. Uh, that also doesn't make sense. Three strikes are out of here? I, do, have none of you heard of baseball? That, that means out like like you're dead. No, right? like out like like leave. Like there's are multi- you sure? Out can be multiple things. The baseball players don't die when they're out. That'd be the worst sport ever. I think Maybe not where they play it by you. Pretty fascinating. So Liko is like lugging this big thing and she's like walking down the hall. Okay. So we're heading down the hall. Uh, yeah, you get back out. There's the staircase. Like when you when you leave the cubicle camp, you look off, you know, there's the stairs that go up to the right and that you know go back to that that um, that security checkpoint. Off to the left, uh, you can see at the end of this long corridor uh, with the emergency lights flickering and giving some back. Not emergency lights. The, the, there's like backlit stuff on the walls that kind of illuminate. So it's not hard to navigate. There is a T section. Uh, and if you were to kind of hang a right here, you can see in the distance another set of concrete stairs, that blown up security checkpoint that you saw before. When you look down the corridor, you don't see that one roaming security android uh, that you all you know, fought when you immediately came in here. You just see that sort of blown up, destroyed security checkpoint. And you also see those those two, um, like, office doors. Remember, there's, there's different kinds of doors, and, like, these don't look... These just look like your standard kind of office-style doors. Uh, one on either side of the corridor. Okay, so we go then... <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I have, I, have, I have now stuff to do some murdering with. You do... Uh, all right, so Liko is going to go to the T-section and make a right um, okay. and then see those two doors and take the one on the right. Okay. Yeah, uh, you head up and you notice, um, like, when you're when you're there, uh, there's 
there's there's like signs uh, outside each of these doors, kind of indicating what they are, and you can see that they're kind of stenciled into uh, this piece of plastic. Uh, there's on the right it just looks to be storage, and the left looks to be some kind of um, employee rec center. Uh, so you kick the you know you you open the door uh, to the storage area, uh, and most mostly what you notice like immediately is that this place is certainly um, been smashed a bit. Um, you can see that the, like the chairs and shelves and stuff in here and boxes that whatever was kind of storing has all been kind of smashed up a bit. Uh, you can see there's graffiti on the walls as well. Um, like these sort of crude, like drawings of like robots and androids and sort of these different shapes. It's not quite sure what substance it is. And there's also something like you, you you can see that there's like these cables and duct tape concoction that seems to be taped to the wall as well uh, off to the side in here. But otherwise, there's there's just nobody else in here. So a bunch of smashed up boxes and things, some weird combination of cables and duct tape and some strange graffiti, like graffiti of robots with some weird substance. Uh, until other people arrive, can I do um, some type of uh, inspection and sort of the cables and wires? Sure. Absolutely. Tombstone, do, thank Hickey. you so much. Thank you oh so much. Oh my goodness, there's more. <laughs> oh, you all are so <laughs> incredibly kind. Uh, all right, so that one's, that's for the players. So Tombstone's on your side. Aaron's on mine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're setting up our camps here. All right. Um, okay, so where are the rest of you? Are the rest of you coming along with Liko? Yeah, if it's to the lift to the floor to you, I will be. Yeah, yeah you guys we, are assuming you're all kind of keeping together. Sure. Liko and I have been kind of wandering around together anyway, so okay. I'm assuming Abby's with her. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you all see the same thing in here. Uh, Liko, as you look at that like sort of cables and duct tape, uh, you can see that there's what almost looks like some kind of like it looks like a like like a retina scanner that's been sort of jury rigged onto the wall with all that cable the cables and the duct tape and you can see there's a label on it and it just says access. Uh Liko will put her retina in front of the scanner and see what happens. So you put your eye in <laughs> and just looked at Ashley's face. You're doing what? There is a very painful uh flash of light like right into your eye to the point where like your 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 right or left eye, do you prefer? Left. Alright, left eye. So your left eye just kind of gets almost blinded momentarily. And you just feel like this sense of sort of warmth a little bit on the eye a bit as the you blink away. It's just really, really bright. And then your sight comes back. It kind of flickers. And over the course of probably about 30 seconds, it sort of wears back down. And you're able to see just fine. Did anything get accessed? Doesn't seem like it. That doesn't. There doesn't seem to be anything in here to suggest that it did anything. Helix. I don't know about that thing. It. It. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't hurt yours quite like it hurt mine because that, that, that kind of hurt a bit. But it didn't. It looked like it was going to access something, but it didn't. Can I follow the wires? See if it leads anywhere? Uh, they go into the wall. 
you can see like there's some junction boxes and like there's some terminals that have been moved around here and it just looks like they dig into the wall your guess is as good as mine I got nothing well your your retina might do something different than my retina oh because I'm synthetic I'll give it a try that was exactly my thought you put your eye in there as well I'll put my eye in there as well yeah the same yeah the same thing happens the light pops open uh, it gets very very bright uh, you kind of momentarily have this kind of optical malfunction and it resolves itself shortly thereafter and you're uh, yeah everything's fine it appears nothing has happened you don't have the magic eye either. Hmm. If we get the uh, what if we get the the eye from that person that hung himself in reception? Maybe you need to be an employee here or something. What if? What if the monarchs like reading your brain? I've never the- heard of a study where you can interpret someone's thoughts from their eye. I mean, we have an encountered monarch, and she creates artifacts. But I think that would be uh, so much data that would need to be transmitted. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that seems a bit out of budget for a it. wall scanner. I'm not doing it. I'm that's fine. <laughs> Let's just find someone's head or eye on, that's died on this floor. Why am I making Abby a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> it's already the station's already getting to you. So, do we, from recollection, do we think we have a clear run back to reception? Uh, yeah, you can. You look out and up the concrete stairs near the door you're at, and you look up, and you can see uh, that where that exploded sort of destroyed security checkpoint doesn't seem to be occupied. Like there's like a busted Android in there, Mm -hmm. but you don't see the other one that was moving around. Uh, And you do see the concrete stairs that kind of go up back to reception is sort of how you would figure it. Uh, Doc, were you volunteering to do eye removal? Yeah. It's like, it's like pulling a meatball out of spaghetti. It's not a problem. I'm glad you have the skills too, Abby. You, you two want to do this, or is this an all of us thing? Uh, you got the medical I mean, stuff too, right? Yeah, I could, I could assist. I don't think he needs it, but I'll, I'll go. I'm not so much with the uh, fine motor skills stuff. We should also try and find the eyeball of an android that's fallen up here, in case it's also a key to that lock. All right. Eyeball hunting we go. Okay. So you head back out. uh, And as you, yeah, as you move on out of here, there's the, you can see like right outside of this, um, this particular 
uh, door right across the way, right across the corridor. There's the employee rec center. Off to your right, you can see in the distance, like, there is, again, one of those decompressorization chambers. You have to go, it's like, a, again, it's like a sandwiched room. So you have to go through one door, and then there's, like, that checkpoint, and then you have to go through the next door, just like you did on the other side. Except you know you know that, like, there was sort of that, ex- you know, that exploded area. Uh, and so you look over, and... Um, and you're going through the checkpoint. Is that where you? That's that, that direction you wanted to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you you start moving past. You notice that the glass itself, like which you can assess, is probably bulletproof. Has been completely blown apart. Like it's destroyed by something. Like burnt as well. Uh, you see that there was once some kind of machine gun here, but it has been utterly slagged. And there is. A similar looking, it's just like the android that you all fought, just like the android that you all saw inside of the other like functioning checkpoint. It's the same style, same kind of you know cloud bank coveralls and such. Uh, but that android looks to be shredded and kind of you, know, you can see like parts of its inside have been kind of broken apart. Uh, and like you, the gates in front of you it would take a strength check to 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 go past. Like like you would have to kind of push this this gate open um, to kind of get to the part to get to the stairs on the other side. See now, this kind of thing that this is my kind of thing. Uh, just push this right out of the way. I am going to use one of our advantages that we have so yeah, generously been given. And that's an 80 and an 82 over. Yeah, you get up to and you're not sure if like the explosions or whatever from, you know, the uh, like whatever kind of attacked here uh, has made it so that you can't quite open like open this gate because like you can you can kind of see again through like the the hole and this you know like the the kind of cutout and the the big door here like you can see the concrete door on the other side but you, you also as you're trying to like pull open the uh the, it's just no it's just not working and she is grunting loudly like this is not a quiet thing and she's just like and it's just not is there anything lying around that, you know, looks in the direction of, like, a pipe or a bar or anything to try to... Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. Why don't you roll a uh, roll a d100, just do a luck test. Uh, just roll under 50 and see what you can get. 49. <laughs> Cut it kind of close there. Uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, you start going through some of like this this destruction uh, right by the checkpoint here, and you're looking for any kind of signs of things. You don't. You, you basically get what looks like just like long piece of some kind of metal reinforcement beam that you can kind of pick up. It's not so much a crowbar or anything like that, but it's it's something you has like kind of a a sharp end that you might be able to wedge in. Um, you uh, yeah. You also notice there's um there's a comms device that you can find on like in, in the middle of the debris as well. Uh, but um, if you kind of tap out a little bit, you kind of get some static as you can kind of hear a faint voice kind of coming through, uh, but you can't quite get a clear signal. Uh, if somebody wants to try to jury rig it, but 
Uh, yeah, Liko will just kind of hold up the comms unit, like crowbar in one hand, comms unit in the other, and kind of see if anybody wants to take the comms unit. Yeah, I'll grab that and start working on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can grow a jury rig if you got it. Or do you have any other um, electronic style skills there? I like computers or hacking. If that, I'll take a computers. That's fine. Okay, that's that's good enough. You can put that. Okay, well, the success is good. Um, you as you kind of peel back the the actual device. And you get inside and you kind of rearrange some of the wires and things and kind of tune some stuff. You you hear the signal get clearer and clearer. You get this weird buzz at one point, then you kind of you know backtrack and you uh, you do something different. And finally, you you hear a voice come through, and they're like, "Hello, hello, is is anyone there? Hello, hello. This is Helix." Over. I need help. Uh, can Helix, please? Can you um? Can you can you come? Can you come help? I, I I'm trapped. I uh, I uh, they're they're surrounding me. I, uh, I I I don't I don't know what they want. They're just sort of. I don't know what I did. I they they're just they just don't. They they they're looking at me with their weird weird eyes i could i could really use hand i i i've got credits uh i, I can help if you if, uh, i just i need reinforcements can 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 you can you give me a hand please please what is your name and where are you uh, uh me uh my name uh, i'm jerry and uh, uh do, do, do you know where the garden is we have a general idea yeah Okay, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in the garden. Um, uh, uh, floor two. Uh, they're they're all around. Uh, please, please, Ben. I, I, I seriously, I can. I, I got. I got. Uh, I got credits. Uh, I got smokes. Um, yeah, whatever. You, anything, man. Whatever. Whatever you want. Please. How long have you been stuck there, Jerry? A while. Uh, you know. Uh, a while, like uh, an hour or two. I'm in hiding out, you know. I mean, but they're they're looking for me. I can I can hear them. I can hear the footsteps. I can hear they're talking. They're they 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 make it sound like everything's just so positive. They're always so happy and they're talking. Just oh, look how positive they are. But no, 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 no. Uh, that they're not going to fool me with that. No, no, and don't let them fool you either. Like it's mm-mm, 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 no. Well, lucky for you, we're. About to head to they're level coming. two. I gotta quiet. I gotta, I gotta shut off. I gotta, I gotta shut down. They're quiet. Shh. I can hear them. And you hear like suddenly quiets down, and like the signal goes off. I got a connection with a guy named Jerry. He really needs our help. Yeah, I heard him offering you smokes. And don't accept those helix. They're just it, the health have risks are not worth it. <laughs> I think my penguin smokes, but that's not good for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got synthetic lungs. He's, He's going to okay. bring those home for the penguin. Oh, Farco, I just noticed, gave me a couple more. Oh, my God. I have so many complications to just completely wreck you guys with. All right. Yeah. Uh, while that's been happening, Liko, you've been trying to bust the door open. Yeah. Liko's okay. going to hold up the door and see if anybody else wants to help. 
And I'll and I'll say like with the new with this this like pry like that you're gonna use this to pry with maybe Abby and, and Leo helping. Uh, no roll this time as you got a tool and you're you've sort of figured it out. You all manage to it open, and you see a clear path now to those concrete stairs. You can see like a couple spots on the ground, like where like scuff marks where you had gotten into the fight a couple hours earlier, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but you don't you don't see anything else here. Um, there's the these concrete stairs that, by your calculation, go back up to reception. Uh, do we want to check out the other room? Because it sounds like we're going on the left on the other side. So do we want to check out that room before we go? Oh, yeah, you did have... Uh, there was the employee rec center behind you. Yeah, the yeah. rec center. Oh, yeah, I think we should check that out. Okay. I will follow Abby in. All right. Uh, so you backtrack a bit. Um, you head back towards the storage area and you open the door. Um, again, not locked. It's just a normal kind of office door. No special uh, difficulty getting in. Uh, and you see it's like there's scattered gym equipment, like pretty much everywhere. Uh, some of it seems to be intact. Some of it seems to be sort of broken apart, broken down here and there for like pulleys or weights or stuff like that. Uh, there's definitely shattered mirrors uh, all over. Uh, so like you can tell that some of the walls, like a, like any other gym, might have some mirrors on it and you can tell someone has sort of busted it up here. The whole uh, whole area smells a bit like rust. Um, you do see there are equipment lockers that seem to be in mostly good shape uh, along one wall uh, when you come on in. Uh, but looking around, you, yeah, you don't notice anyone else in here currently. It's not a not an extraordinarily big room either. Um, what do you want to do? Are there any resistance bands in here? Uh, yeah, roll a D one hundred. Eighty three. Yeah, you don't see any resistance bands. Looks like those were some of the things that were probably taken first. Um, there are a couple like dumbbells here and there. Um, could work as a bludgeoning weapon. You know, got a couple like five and ten pounders, uh, but nothing heavier. I mean, we'll I check out make those lockers. Go ahead. I was just saying I was gonna make a big ass slingshot with the resistance band. <laughs> just launch socks. <laughs> no, I was gonna launch oh like the little, little five pound discs. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, Abby. Yeah, you start going through the the lockers themselves, and you can tell like someone's done this before. But nonetheless, so like as you're going through some of the lockers, you can tell that there's stuff that's missing. Uh, but there's also things that have haven't been ransacked. Like there's some like they they it smells not great when you open it. You can see that there's like old gym clothes and stuff in here. Like on when you like two things though kind of catch your attention a bit. Like the first is like you you open up one of these doors in the, one of the middle lockers, and you see kind of taped to the inside door what looks like a photo, kind of kind of faded a bit and. It looks to be of a of a family, and they're all kind of kind of gathered around a bit here and there, and like you can tell, like they're hugging and like partying and stuff. And it's got a lot of like stains on the photo itself, like you know, like tear stained in some way. And as you're looking at it, you notice that these like 
Like, there's this one person kind of in the background of this photo that, bear, like, slightly, slightly hidden behind one of these these stains, these these tears teardrop stains, that kind of has thrown the color a little bit off. But they look a lot like you. At least they look like they have the same sort of hair. Like the hair is sort of set up the same way. And like you look down at your clothes and you kind of look at the photo and like the, f- the clothes itself kind of like you're sort of wearing the same gear and you kind of feel your your head kind of swirl a bit at the moment. Uh, go ahead and hit that blind button for me there, Ashley. I've played enough Delta Green to know if any of us I know, right? anyone else looks at this, we're not going to see. It's going to be a picture of like some mountain. <laughs> uh, remember that hidden macro I gave you that sends the rules oh. to me privately? Yes. It, you like kind of cut out, so all I heard was the Ein button, and I was like, what? Yeah, you just you just kind of you get like this momentary peak of of vertigo before kind of like shaking it off and looking again and. Yeah, it's just like the face is obscured by that that stain in the water. Mm-hmm. And as you're kind of staring there at it and like getting lost in thought, you hear, <laughs> and you realize that the locker right over there's a voice coming from it. Oh God! Uh, hello, 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 hello! Can you help me, please? You see, you hear like a kind of a gruff woman's voice. Uh, coming from inside. Hello, please. Can you can you help? Can you help me get me I out would, of here. Can you please I, get me out I of would, here? I would love to. You're 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 friendly, correct? Friendly. I'm in a freaking locker. Can you get me out, please? And Abby will open the locker. Like, yeah, you open the locker, and you can see, sort of squeezing out. There's like a couple bits of like duct tape and stuff that where a person with this patched up vac suit, uh, no helmet, just just the vac suit, tons of patches on it, like meaning like it's been repaired. Um, and like you have to undo a couple like heavily wrung, heavily like taped swaths of, of duct tape as you, you pull her out. She's got this, you can tell, looks to be fairly bushy wild hair that's kind of tamped down underneath this kind of oil-stained bandana that seems to be trying to keep it in place. And like she had gasp for air as she comes on out and she's like, Oh my god. Oh my god, how'd you <sighs> get in here? Oh and she looks around, she looks at you, she looks at the rest of you. One of my partners. Fucking bitch. Oh man. I should be found a We found a I found an artifact with Oh man, I was working with two others. Thank you. Oh God, claustrophobia. I guess it's just a occupational hazard or something. Not yeah. breathing. She's like breathing really heavily, but starting to kind of slow down a bit. I. Uh, oh my God, where the hell am I? Oh fuck! What the? Oh man, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah, I got. Oh, I was down in the. I was down in the furnaces with. Oh, my bitch of a fucking partner. Oh, oh God, Chun Chun. We got this, we got this sweet, sweet ass. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's like, 
It was big. It was like this. Anyway, it's not important. Well, it is important. But it was big. It was like 100 pounds. It was this cylinder. Like, we couldn't make head or tails of it. It was, you know, it was was what we're here for. You guys are, Mm -hmm. you know. And we were, we were like, okay, we're going to. We're gonna take it on out of here. And then she fucking turned on us. She freaking killed killed Walton. <laughs> just turned around, just shot him like right then and there. We're like moving through. We're hiding out from a couple droids. And the next thing I hear is Walton kind of screaming out. And I turn, and I get a freaking blunt side of a Borden axe right in my face. That's the last thing I remember. And now I'm here. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, thank you so much. Thank you. I feel... You don't have any water, do you? I don't have my shit. She took my shit. Any water? Um, yeah, and, and Abby will give her some from her car. She drinks Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <sighs> drinks. Oh, God. Like, some dribbles down the chin a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, so... Uh, Yurabi, by the way. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I don't... I don't... I don't really recognize any of y'all. You, uh... You knew? More green. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You... Listen, uh... I owe you one. You know? I owe you one. Definitely. I just, uh... Be careful of her. If you run into her, if, uh... She's got these, you know, she, she she does the eye contact thing, you know? She, like, looks at you. She's, like, you, makes you feel like you're trusted. She's got these, you know, beautiful green eyes. She's sweet voice. She's got, you know, she makes you think like she's your mother, your great aunt, or whatever it might be, but don't fucking trust her, I swear to God. She's going to mm-hmm. put a freaking axe in the back of your head. Oh, she took a, a poor, poor Walton. It's terrible. Do you know a Jerry? Jerry? No, doesn't sound familiar. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you by chance know your way around level two, and could you draw us a map of it? We have to go down there to rescue a Jerry. Yeah, we got an uh, SOS. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a few weeks since uh, I've been there, and I mean, all I really know is... It, like, Man, there's some weird freaking androids down there, man. She kind of looks over at Helix. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, no offense. Uh, you guys fucking brought an android here? No, it's yeah. yeah. He's been a valuable asset to our team. He's one of us. Uh, I don't want to... We came I mean, in here wanna... rather blind. No one, No one warned you that might... No. Alright. No, 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 it's good. No, it's fine. Just again. I mean no no offense, uh, but just uh you know, keep an eye out. Monarch. Oh, it's not to worry. He's immune to it. Uh to that would be a first. That would be a first. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh floor two. Uh I mean I mean, I, I, I draw a map. No, I can't really. I mean, I've I've been there. It's been been. A, I can. Yeah, I mean, I can. I can go with you. I guess if you, if you want. Yeah. 
I can. I mean, the least I could do. You, you, uh, I'll help you there yeah, if you help me find Chun Chun. One oh, thing at a time. But yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Liko. I didn't catch your name. All right, uh, Yurabi. I said, yeah. Uh, got it. Yeah, and then Abby will like go through the introductions with everybody for her. Okay. Yeah. So what uh what floor were you on when you were at the furnaces? Oh uh yeah, that's right. You guys are green. Uh, that's floor three. That place is huge. Mm. Like it just goes on for days. Like everything you can imagine. Like <laughs> that's a freaking pseudo milk that you could swim in for crying out loud. Like it's. Oh, man. I saw... Oh, God. We saw when we were crawling... Did we see? Freaking a snake. I swear to God. It was... It's like made out of fire. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck they're doing down there. What the fuck? Just... Yeah. Just... Yeah. It's... uh, You're green, huh? Like, you came in here... I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I think we've been here a total of seven hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not even green yet. Oh my god. You're like you're in diapers still. It's alright. No, it's alright. You gotta start somewhere. So, I mean I uh I remember I remember when Sorry, what were you gonna say? I I just gotta ask you. So how how do you think you got from the third floor to this floor like you think she carried you here or is there some other thing that goes on here that you're just one place and then next thing you know you're someplace completely different uh I mean maybe I mean I don't know maybe another diver or something took kindness on me and to a point you it's know been stuffed in a locker to a point you know yeah you know uh, Respect for the the gig, I guess. You don't want to stab each other in the back. That's that's dangerous. That's why that's why we gotta fucking take her out. Cause she's gonna she's gonna hook up with another squad and gonna fucking turn on them too. You see. So you didn't come in with her. Well, yeah, she was she was part of my crew. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she turned on you after you were here. Yeah, greed, you know, it was, it was, I mean, we've been at this for, I mean, we've been at this for a while and we've seen some stuff, you know, we've, you know, we got some things, you know, here and there, but this thing, it was, it was like a perfectly smooth cylinder, right? Like, and... I'd never seen construction like it before. It was like this... I don't know. It was like... It sort of looked like a... Like a like a battery, you know? But like... Not a small one. Like a... I don't know. We, we, we couldn't check it out yet, you know? We didn't... We didn't get any chance to run tests or nothing on it yet, but... I don't know. It was... It was kicking out all sorts of all sorts of energy readings and stuff. I mean, it was, 
It was, there was something going on it, that's for damn sure. You know? Anyway, like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Monarch does some things, but whatever the hell it's making, it's... It's pushing the boundaries, you know? It's interesting that it's pushing the boundaries and yet it's still confined here. Hey, you just wait to see the freaking setup that it's got on floor three. I mean, that's like... It's it's like ten different freaking production factories all linked together. I mean, you could have a crew of 20 people and you could, you know, spend a month crawling through that thing and there's still going to be nooks and crannies that you're going to miss yeah yeah it's impressive it's an impressive impressive yeah well if we're going to go save this Jerry character we should probably uh, talk and walk who oh right yeah okay yeah 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 all right. Voice on, voice on the radio, as it were. What did it sound like? It sounded like a person crying out for help. Okay, yeah. It could be a trap, you know. It happens, too. No. Trap or not, we're playing on that before, too. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get... No, I'm not I'm not here to cramp your stuff. Do your thing. Do your thing. You know, I'm, I'm just here, you know. I'm a resource, let's say, you know. Just a resource. So Liko's uh, going to look over at the dock and say, so are we still going to do the eye thing? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll just collect eyes on our way to and from Jerry, and then we'll see what that scanner does. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so where are we headed? Uh, through reception to gather some eyes. Okay. And then to the left on the other side. Okay. Uh, so you you start heading back up uh, through the corridor, past the secure sort of the security door. You're able to sort of break it open. You start moving up the concrete stairs. You head back to reception. Uh, you notice that not a whole lot has changed. Obviously, you took the body down from the rafters, and I believe you just laid it down on the ground and didn't do anything else with it. Uh, but you notice that under... Remember there was that big old um, big old bit of graffiti that said, no way out or something like that? Mm-hmm. You notice that like right underneath it... Oh, we just got raided. Uh, Bert, thank you for the raid. How's it going? How was your game tonight? Uh, and yes, just in time that we are going to go collect some eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're collecting correctly. Eyes. Yes. Oh, cuties. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I don't see <laughs> any of those people here. You almost got TPK'd? Right on. That'll probably happen at some point tonight in Mothership. Uh, okay, so um, you can see that in addition to the. Uh, like the graffiti that says, I'm sorry, it was one way out. You look underneath and there is like this whole conversation that has been like written out, like finger painted on the walls beneath it. And 
you see the first line, it's just like, hi, how are you? Question mark. And then you see underneath it, in like a different bit of finger painting script, I'm fine. How are you? And then underneath that, you see it again, it says, good, thanks for asking. And it's kind of the last bit is like still dripping. Uh, and the body is still here. What? Looks like they're turning the wall into a forum. Uh, I don't. I don't like that sound. Abby wants to write. Who are Who are you? Okay, so you go over. There's like there's like the dripping. It's it's definitely some kind of oil or lubricant, and you start mm-hmm. you kind of get your finger sort of like who are you and you read nothing happens it's yeah, just I'm just a little yeah. yeah sure yeah and Liko's just looking at the dock to uh yeah do I see eyeballs oh in the in the body yeah you you peel the the eyes back and yeah there's there's eyeballs in there kind of going off right. in a direction I'm gonna try and pluck me an eyeball yeah no role necessary you're not you're not under any specific stress right now um I will say um, the rest of you, as you're watching, uh, Doc, I think you're fine because you're a doctor and you know what you're doing. I would like the rest of you, however, to go ahead and take a stress and then roll a stress test. Yeah. As you watch him like mm-hmm. kind of dig with these this weapon into... <laughs> as doctor... Dr. Menton's getting the eyeball out. He's going to like say to the group, have you all ever heard of the Uchiha clan? They somewhat specialize in like eye replacement. <laughs> I like how last time it was dentistry. Now it's optometry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get, I'm getting my, uh, my CEUs in. Okay. Oh my um, gosh. I rolled an advantage and still, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Liko, it's just, it's it's fairly overwhelming uh, what you've been kind of going through at this point. Um, and between, like, like saying it out loud, let's go hunt for eyeballs was one thing. But then seeing Leo actually kneel down and start gouging out the eyeballs here, like, you can't help probably, but maybe in the back of your mind, think like, what the, what the hell are we doing? Like, we're gouging eyeballs out of dead bodies to do what exactly? Uh, and then let's see how does our uh, new friend take this yeah you uh you turn back uh and you look and you do not see her so as you're as as Abby's kind of writing on the thing as as Leo is did she have green eyes she did not have green eyes like, okay I'm like are eyes. you like super super <laughs> fucking with me okay <laughs> Abby, what the fuck? Our new friend's gone. You're supposed to keep an eye on her. You let her out of the box, and she came. What's in the box? Oh no. The box. <laughs> that you references. Abby, Did you get that one? Ca- Abby, you're a coward now. I am. Jeff's was a seven reference. Yes, it was a seven. That, yay! Someone got a reference. Okay. I actually watched that. I remember now. Wow. Yeah. He, even uh, long gets it. Whoa! Who would have thought? <laughs> Abby is like she like wrote on the wall and then she like turned around and watched as like the wet squelch of you popping the eyeball happened uh-huh. and like you guys just hear Abby she goes 
as she turns into the corner and she's like, I'm supposed to watch her. Who? Excuse me, what? Well, I'm busy watching the eyeball come out and I figured someone would keep an eye on our new friend. No pun intended. (laughs) Very much intended. Uh, Ashley, did you do a fear save? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, no, no, no. You don't have to do a fear save now. That's whenever you want to engage to in engage violence. To engage in violence. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got and it. If you okay. pass like, the fear save, you can fight. Yeah. If you if you fail. If I don't, I'm you running. Yeah. I rolled a d10, so everything is at disadvantage for two minutes. Yeah. Fair enough. Basically, why we'll just say we'll just say just for the, for the sake of it, why you remain in this room doing things. Uh, is anyone else? So are you all? What else are you doing here? As, as it's going to take a little bit of time as Leo's kind of carving these things out. Like, what, what anything else you all doing in here? I know we uh, locked Leo. up. I know Go we locked ahead. up Android when we were running from this room. Was that still here? You said it was destroyed. Uh, you remember that the those mer- those mercs came through, uh, and you heard gunfire, and you remember that I think it was Reed who used like a I think he had a spanner or something that that jammed the door, and you remember seeing the spanner on the ground so the mercs got through the jam but you don't recall seeing but you haven't seen any kind of like this is the only body you've seen the the if you're talking about the bifurcated android that was in the cafeteria okay crowbar i'm sorry steven eyes on the road (laughs) (laughs) um i guess lika will try to find uh you robbie well, 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 okay. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. Do you want to backtrack? Do you want to go forward? What do you want to do? Uh, I guess I'll backtrack first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you start. Um. Yeah, you start moving back down those concrete stairs, and you head over towards where that exploded area was, and you see that the door that you had pried open is closed again. Um, doesn't take any effort to really go through it. Um, but as you open it up, you again, like you can hear the crackling of the intercom, like the sort of, that seems to be everywhere. And you hear the sound of your, the corporate chimes kind of go off. And then a little bit of music begins to play like this sort of, you know, essentially elevator music that's kind of oh. percolating a bit for a while. I was hoping you played of... the ice cream truck music for her. No, no. Oh, yeah. Melissa wouldn't <laughs> like that if I did that. She doesn't like that. <laughs> we have an ice cream truck in the neighborhood. She doesn't like it. Uh, and, uh, and eventually it kind of shuts down. Um, but, uh, but other than that, the quarter up ahead looks, uh, looks empty. Can I go down just... I'll, I'll just repace down to, like, the T-section. Okay. In the uh, direction. At the T-section. Yeah. So you go down to the T-section, you look off uh, towards the elevators, you look off towards, like, the cubicle camp. Uh, is that what you're Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you look off in either direction, and as you look off towards the... Um, oops, wrong button... As you look off towards the uh, towards the lift, uh, you 
You see it closing, uh, and you see that five individuals uh, have have stepped off and are kind of in the process of kind of moving towards you. Uh, you can see that their their heads are <laughs> just utterly malshapen. They are massively swollen. Uh, and you can see as they get closer that you think the skin itself is extraordinarily thin. And you can tell, like, just as they're walking towards you, that these are androids or synthetics of some kind. And you can see that a couple of them, their arms have been are have been replaced, and you can see there's some kind of like jury rig laser cutter uh, that's attached to them, and they're kind of moving in your direction to the T section. What would you like I to do? I would like to hightail it back to reception. Okay, you just want to run. Yes. Okay, so you turn around. Uh, and you start running back to reception, hurrying up the concrete stairs. And by that point, when you get back, Minton is done. Helix, Abby, um, were you doing it? Um, Abby's probably keeping watch for those um, guards and stuff who are going around shooting people. So okay. like, she'll be posted at one of the doors, like watching sure. for that. Sure. Helix. I'll just make sure everyone's okay and uh, Liko makes it look. Okay. Uh, she does make it back, but at this point, Liko will say your uh, your effect has worn off. Uh, Minton, you have the eyes. And yeah, where do we head from here? So Liko's just going to be like, there, there's five androids that way. And I didn't see her anywhere. We, we could probably use one of their eyeballs in case this, these two don't work. The, the, but there's 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 five of there's five of them and, and now there's four of us so we might just want to go the other way. Maybe we can make a deal with them in exchange for one eyeball. They won't hurt us. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, we should get out of here. Were they following you? They didn't. I don't think they saw me. But they have. Uh, they don't have arms. They have uh, laser cutters. And misshapen heads. Yeah, because our, our last fight with with that went so well. Well, to be fair, if they don't have arms, they can't punch me in the chest. What I do better this time? So just laser a hole in your chest. Yeah, the laser cutters. Let's go down to floor two. Should we go? Let's go. That sounds like a great idea. Yep. Other. A horrible other. idea, okay. but like a great idea. <laughs> okay. So you head on out of here and you, you know the way kind of circle back towards the lift. Um, yeah, you you know, you hit the button, kind of wait for it to come. It calls, get on it. Um, as you sort of step on, you do notice that there are, there's quite a bit of like graffiti on the insides as you, as you step on. This is something that you've been kind of noticing almost everywhere you've, you've been. Um, you can... As the doors close and you like you hit the button uh, to kind of cl- kind of close close the doors, you can tell there's no like floor choice. It's just door close. And as it starts moving, like it 
it app it just totally squeaks like crazy like to the point where you feel like the elevator is going to fall apart all of you go ahead and make a, a sanity save I will take advantage also as you're take one for me please yep. as you're moving down you're also hearing like you're also like looking at the graffiti and it's some weird stuff there's like I dreamt I was a butterfly and then like there's another one's like fuck off with that shit and my other ride was a, a rubber lad. So. Who has time to be doing graffiti in a place where you're either about to die or you're trying to make a profit? Well, that's the thing, because the elevator is very slow, and it's moving at a very <laughs> labored pace as you start moving down uh, you know, down in this, uh, this facility. Uh, you all were outside the facility, too, and you, you got to see how big this was. This, this thing is like literally like miles high and wide. Like It's like that... Enormous mm-hmm. of a station, and so the distance between like one floor and the next is kind of hard to say. But you also can tell you're moving really, really slow. Uh, yeah, I crit failed. So upon seeing all this graffiti inside the elevator and it just lasting a long time, I'm trying to interpret what all this means, and I just can't get an answer. So I just start getting my fluids and writing them on the walls as well. It's like, why? What is this? I, uh, so, also is this like? Failed. Are you cutting? Are you like cutting into your? I have to body get some and, sort of biofluids. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have like like a, I think it's like pseudo milk. It's called mm-hmm. in this in this setting in this in mothership. Uh, they all kind of do this sort of similar thing, like android milky stuff. So I think it's like pseudo milk, and you cut into it and you start writing on the walls. Go ahead and take two stress while you're at it. Helix, what the fuck? Uh. Unfortunately, because I failed my sanity, even though I have a freaking 52. So when you fail sanity save, all nearby players gain one stress. So you all get one stress courtesy of me. I also what are you doing that makes them nervous? Um, well, seeing all the graffiti on the wall is going to take me back to my time of living on the streets. So I'm just going to start uh, defecating on the floor. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is happening in this elevator? <laughs> That's that's Am I the only one that passed? <laughs> yes, you are the only one that passed. I broke Jeff. I didn't <laughs> expect that. <laughs> Leo takes a squat in the corner and drops a deuce. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even understand. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh god what is <laughs> okay so yeah so Leo takes squash that's the first thing that came to mind <laughs> <laughs> this is what people pay us the bits for oh god okay there's a complication you slip in your own shit oh god no oh god what is happening oh no it's so you just see Lenten uh, Menton just, I hate to say this, as we now have a const- we have a constipation complication. Leo's just struggling, but he's taking a shit in the corner of this like I'll call it a relatively large cargo elevator. Thank you. Why Thank Helix, you for calling it large, relatively large to an elevator is is drawing graffiti in his after cutting into his arm to get out pseudo milk fluid. Uh, Liko and Abby, is this is what you're seeing. Abby, you passed. You're okay, right? Yeah, um, I'm fine. 
And then Did you? we go. I mean, I'm not fine because my friends are going fucking crazy. Is a one a success? A one is uh, a yeah. I mean, we're I think we're playing it as I think the the system plays a one right? as a success. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay. a one right. a one Just is checking. a success. Uh, yeah, they do I've, like Mothership does the the kind of weird D100 thing. Yeah, mm. I Lico failed. Oh God. Okay, so uh, How do so you Lico. I don't know. I what is happening in here? I you just start I vomiting or something from this. To, I don't know. Well, I mean, especially if like the extra stress that I took was. Um, oh God! What no does more she do? body fluids, please. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> um, I'll just say that Liko just does sort of a basic like. She start yodeling or something. Just totally Sarah just weird. took a shit yes, in the elevator, like. <laughs> Yes, I just start humming. That's that's what I do. I just I mean, I that's just... normal behavior after <laughs> Derek shitting in the corner. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm resetting expectations okay. here. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Okay, so, maybe, I went, maybe I'm making too many assumptions. No, no, no. I like most it. People do. I, I think I think it's fine. I think it's it's I mean it's disgusting, but it's fine. Okay. So you all continue. Uh you get to the eventually the doors f- mercifully open and it reeks in here. Liko is humming some sort of strange tune. Abby, you're the only one who seems to be keeping it together. Who knew an elevator ride would be the worst thing to ever happen to the party? Not Abby. (laughs) Your arms dripping from where you kind of wrenched in to get the pseudo milk as the the door opens uh, onto this floor. And as the door opens, uh, you know, who knows what you're going to find, but the doors open up and you see what looks like actually a very very nice, well-kept, beautiful, almost like a, a corporate luxury lobby. Uh, it's almost like a hotel lobby that uh, that actually opens up. Uh, when, Does uh, it when the smell doors. nice? It smells fine. Uh, like, Thank you. Obviously, it's going to take a moment uh, for your nostrils to clear on out. But, uh, but yeah, you can see it's fairly luxurious couple seats here you know cushioned chairs kind of a nice looking uh, nice looking desk uh or a, like a reception table um but yeah it, this looks like the type of the type of lobby that you would see at some kind of like high-end luxury hotel and you notice that there's a couple different um a couple of things that catch your attention as you land um you notice that straight ahead uh, outside of the lift you can see there's a, a doorway uh that surprisingly enough actually says washroom on it uh not a joke literally what it says there's a bathroom right there uh and that's perfect and it's true form and you also notice that there seems to be an airlock door on your right as you step out of the elevator um hang on i gotta do i gotta switch up get my floor twos yeah and that's what you see inside here Uh, Helix, have you, uh, been able to get Jerry on that, uh, comms device recently? He went dark. Uh, last thing I heard told us it was danger. Something looking at him. 
Well, I guess we're going to have to check everywhere, so... Restrooms first. Maybe he was sitting in a stall in here. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. Happy with <laughs> All right. So you head forward. You go into the. Uh, you go into that washroom area. Okay. Um. Oh my god. All right, so you step inside. Uh, sorry, I'm just switching because like the floors are switching, so I'm getting some handouts up so I can see it better. Um, you open the door, and you can see the unlike the hotel lobby, which is very very nice looking and well maintained. The uh, washroom, unfortunately, is not. You can tell that like it has been smashed apart pretty uh, significantly. Like there's porcelain heaps on the ground here and there. Um, there, like you can tell. Like the mirror, like they're like the mirror, it seems to be intact, but there's like stuff kind of written on it. Um, you also notice that there's like amongst the the heaps of shard, you know, and the shards and stuff, there's um, some kind of like like equipment that looks to have been sort of, sort of hidden around in it as well. Um, but yeah, just other than that. Like there's nothing, nothing else you can tell. Like, but everything's kind of broken out. There's a little bit of water here and there on the ground. Uh, it has, you can tell, like a, like a lingering, like kind of pot, like potpourri stench in here and everything. But it's, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. It would take some time to kind of sift through this or like a couple things to look in if you want. Hey, John. Uh, Lika will start kind of sifting through stuff. See what see what there is to see yeah there's all that porcelain stuff on the ground looks like there's some kind of like machinery that's kind of whipped in it and then there's like all sorts of weird kind of graffiti like written uh on like kind of on the the mirror itself the sort of ornate looking mirror as well uh anything machine looking is always going to be up Lico Valley. yeah you as you're going through the porcelain stuff on the ground uh, you can like it's it's sort of been stacked up, not in neat piles necessarily, but it's like piled up. You're doing the math, and it's almost like the the amount of porcelain in here relative to the amount of toilets and sinks in here. You're wondering if the math is right, but you can see hidden amongst it there is um, what looks to be some kind of diagnostic scanner. Like you can tell, looking at it, um, it's you can tell it's broken. And it definitely probably needs some replacement parts or something in it. Uh, but if you can kind of kind of fix it up and might be a you know decent decently useful uh for like uh it's a type of thing that you would use uh, you have helix on board it's the type of thing you would use to sort of like diagnose like malfunctions in a android or something like that uh Lico will just kind of hold it up to helix and be like i will gladly take that have at it and so she'll toss it over he looks his way okay uh abby and leo uh as they're doing that you look over like the mirror itself as you're kind of like wandering past it's got this like one phrase kind of stands out to you and it it kind of harkens Mm -hmm. back to the conversation you had with noriko back on the bell and it says the minotaur extends beyond the minotaur kind of written in this sort of huge lettering. Did they seriously use a word to define a word? It extends beyond itself. Uh, 
I think it it is an interesting thought experiment how something can extend beyond itself. Sort of the capacity of something to exist beyond the thing. This sounds like something you say after you toke up with your friends in Philosophy 101. That sounds like something you did in college. If something exists, how can it extend beyond itself if we're going to get into the meta? I do not want to get in that meta. <laughs> and Abby will just keep walking around, like, looking for things. Uh, yeah, you notice that the frame of the mirror, if you're, like, looking closely, um, you can tell that, like, as you're looking at the frame itself, there's, like, screws here and there, but you notice, like, one section of the mirror like this bottom left corner is unscrewed. Oh. Yeah, she's going to check that out more. Yeah, you kind of start going over it. You can feel, like, the, the bottom of the mirror is kind of loose. Mm-hmm. And as you kind of mess around with it, you realize it kind of swings open. And you can see that there's this hole in the wall behind it. Uh, like just like a little cubby hole that's been like hammered out of the out of the wall, uh, and you notice that there's some kind of rigging gun in here. Oh! And you're looking at it, it's like this steel cord laced cable, and um, there's a little note that's attached to it, and the note reads, uh, "Ishmael sends their regards." Uh, if you look in the if you look in the, um, I'm gonna go ahead and make this available to you. If you go into the items directory, and one second. Yeah, if you go into the items directory and look up rigging, uh, there should be a custom rigging gun you can drag over as well. Oh. Very cool. Got it. The other thing you notice in here is um, these tiny purple crystals. Hmm. Okay. I am going to touch them and collect them. Yeah. Clicked them. Looks fine. Kind of a... There's a... When you look at them, like, they're not... Like, you could tell they're not gems... Like they don't have any, they're not like amethysts or something like that. They kind of got a little bit of translucence to them as you kind of hold them up and look through. Um, it almost looks like there's a bit of residue of something on a few of them. Uh, here, it's kind of like a little pasty residue that you can't, you're not sure of. Go ahead and roll uh, if you have, you can roll in, you know, intelligence check here if you want. Um, uh if you're willing to, I have a sample kit uh, that could oh, yeah. research xenoflora and xenofauna in the field. Uh, yeah, if you do that, uh, I'll just I'll just give it to you. Um, okay, yeah. You can tell that it looks like, from what you can tell, just kind of taking a look at this, messing around, especially since you've you've probably had a stitch up helix before. It just looks like this looks like pseudo flesh. Uh, so the type of the the type of uh, like synthetic skin essentially that is used with androids, it's used with like replacement limbs, stuff like that. 
Okay. But it's shaped like little tiny crystals. No, there's residue like on the bottom. Oh, of that's these the residue. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But these look pretty, pretty interesting. And as you're holding up and looking through them, you can actually tell like you're not sure if there's something inside the crystals or not. Um, but there's, yeah, you you think you're not sure if that if that's circuitry or if that's just your mind playing tricks on you. Um, but they definitely look they definitely look very interesting. Uh, somebody with a probably requires some experimentation to figure out exactly what these things do. Okay, yeah. Liko would walk over to you holding up her spanner and be like, I can smash one, see what's inside. Um, maybe, maybe not. Oh. But thank you. Sometimes that's how you look inside of stuff. Smash. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> So I'll say Helix, you're the one who hasn't really been doing anything. So uh, you also, like, as you kind of were looking around, trying to sort of wrap up this area, you do... The only other thing you notice is that there appears to be, like, a a duct, like an AC duct kind of hidden a bit behind one of these piles of porcelain uh, on the far far side of the washroom. Um, almost looks to be kind of in an out-of-the-way out location, like on the opposite side of what looks like a urinal area. Uh, but other than that, there doesn't seem to be anything else in here. Take some time to maybe roam the halls and get a better layout of the floor. Well, that's the thing. There's really only the two. There's the the elevator let you out into the into the lobby, and the lobby had a had an airlock door that seemed locked, and it had this door that went into the bathroom. You don't see any other. There's no other hallways or anything like that. Okay. We'll see if this get this airlock open. What about the reception desk too? Yeah, that's in that's in the same area where that airlock door was. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you go up to the yeah, if you go up to that airlock door, uh, Helix, do you have hacking? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, you can roll a hack test to try to. This is one now. This is unlike. This isn't like the spinny ones from above. This is looks more like a. Sort of like us, like an alien Star Trek type, you know, uh, door that either comes together or comes down from the top and kind of connects. Uh, but there does appear to be some kind of panel off to the side. No, I failed. Yeah, uh, you are. You kind of start messing around, kind of getting into the panel, trying to bypass the security on the thing. Seems seems intact. It doesn't look overly complex or overly complicated, but. Yeah, you're just unable to, to sort of figure it out in the time allotted. It seems like a way through, but I did notice an air duct. Maybe there's room to crawl there. Maybe the way we have to go. I mean, we're supposed to have a garden here somewhere, right? Isn't that not what's supposed to be on this floor? I don't know if it's like a real garden, but the Garden of Eden is floor two. Through the vents we go, I guess. So those vents earlier, were those crawlable? 
Yeah. So you, when you go back into the washroom, you like you pull the the sort of vent panel off, and yeah, you can crawl through these. They're it's tight, but none of you are uh, none of you would have too much trouble crawling through them. Oh gosh, did someone just reference Shawar in our? I did. Uh, that's years <laughs> so that ago. That reminded me of Shawar Smash. All right. So do you all then? Start climbing through these AC ducts. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. So it takes a little bit of time, uh, but you know, a couple minutes worth of crawling. Uh, but eventually, you reach another grate, uh, and I'm gonna assume Helix, you're out in front because you said it first. You kind of pop that out of place, and you drop down inside. And the first thing you notice is is a smell, <laughs> uh, a very uh, odorous smell in here. Probably harkens back to the time in the elevator. Uh, but looking around, it's dark in here. Like there's no lights, unlike the the past few rooms you've been in that had these backlit areas or these overhead lights. Uh, it is completely dark in here as you try to look around from the vent and get an idea of what you're looking at. But it just smells absolutely rancid. Would you I'll like crack to crack a, a chem light? I think they're like glow sticks. Yeah, do you have one? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You hold it up, and it gives the whole room... What, what, what color is it? It's yellow. Okay, so it gives the whole room this sort of like yellow yellow glow to it, yellow hue. Uh, and it's it's a fairly small, like, metallic chamber. It's, it's a, you know, kind of roughly the same size as, like, the lobby. It's not it's not extraordinarily enormous or anything like that. Uh, but you do notice that the walls uh, have been studded with all sorts of different scanning equipment. And if you had a guess, you, like, looking at the ground, looking at the different equipment and just the general smell, this is likely, like, a sewer control area or something like that. Um, you do notice that there's like a what looks like a a door on the opposite end, uh, not a door, like a, a couple of vents and stuff in here. Like you can see, there's other like um, like vents and things that might be leading out elsewhere. Um, but the the main thing that kind of catches your attention, Helix, is that in the center of the room there is a there is a torn open body laying there. It's chest cavity, just sort of like ripped. Looks like something's inside of it too. Something moving? No. I'll take a closer inspection. Okay, so you hop out of the hop out of the vent, plop down into that. Uh, the rest of you, you see the same things. You start to move up. Helix is down. He's sh- you know shining the light around. You can see there. There's a. a in addition to the like where you're popping out, looks like there's a there's a pair of other like vents or you know pipes like like looks like a, uh, pipe coverings and things that, that might be crawlable, but you don't see any actual doors or airlocks anywhere. Um, but you see all this different equipment. You see this body lying on the ground. You get that rancid sort of sewer smell. Uh, what do the three of you do? Liko's got a flashlight. Okay. So her thought was to pull out the flashlight and provide some extra light for Helix. Yeah. So oh, you no. turn the light on, you kind of shine around, hop down. Do you hop down Is into that... the room? Yeah. Okay. 
Ashley? Abby, I think Abby's next, so she'll follow. Oh, no. Do you think that's Jerry? See if he's like walking on him. Uh, yeah, you start going through uh, wearing coveralls of some kind. Uh, you can tell if there's sort of dried blood um, kind of here and there. Um, but there doesn't really seem to be anything identifiable. Like you don't you don't find that transmitter. You don't find like a name tag or anything like that or any sort of ID. Uh, but as you get close and you look inside, um, you do notice that inside the chest uh, there is some kind of um, large like warty black silicon lump that uh, that looks that doesn't look like it should be there like meaning it doesn't look like an organ organic or synthetic it looks sort of very odd and it's just kind of sitting there immobile it's not moving or pulsating or anything like that hmm Any well put. (laughs) (laughs) I take a shit in the corner. I like how Abby's just like head shake, head shake. Um, how's Abby doing on this mission? Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, Lika would like <laughs> to pick it character. up. <laughs> Lika would like to pick it up and see, like weight and like weight distribution and whatnot. Okay, uh, you you pick it up, and as you pick it up, um, you notice all of you uh, that the like the equipment that's kind of attached to the walls here and there, like this sort of. Sh- like scanning like equipment suddenly activates you hear you see lights kind of flicker and flash on and sort of shine throughout the room a bit and then flicker down uh and then as you're holding in your hand it's it's decently heavy and then the equipment kind of fades down and seems to go inert again uh but it's decently heavy uh and again it's got this sort of like these these lumps uh on either side of it and it's fairly heavy in your hand um, and it seems like, you know, it almost looks like a very big stress silicon lump thing. If mm-hmm. you want to think about it in mm-hmm. those terms, like it could, it could, you know, something like that. But it's kind of, of like basketball size. Uh, it's probably the size of like a, like a cantaloupe. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't say as big as a really big, quite not, not quite not that large. Out of curiosity, does my Geiger counter go off at all, at all around it? Uh, no, when you pop, you you bring the Geiger count out, it doesn't look like there's any strange bit of radiation. Nothing outside of the ordinary in terms of radiation. Um, um, Liko kind of wants to just do the little thing where she like lifts it up a little bit more just to test the sensor light stuff going on. So you just lift it up. Doesn't seem to do anything. Abby wants to... I'm going to reach over and I'm going to squeeze it. Okay, so you squeeze it. Um, 
and this very strange, very stupefying sound emerges from it. This almost like you're hearing like whale song or something like that. Um, everybody but Helix, go ahead and roll a sanity save. Oh no. I'm gonna roll this at advantage. Of course you are. Me too, Mel. Okay. I failed again. You both take, or you all take one stress. Oh gosh. You're gonna <laughs> fuck me it. up. I love how I gave myself the most sanity out of all my things and I just can't nail it. <laughs> Leo goes back into the corner. <laughs> the no. There's more up there. I shouldn't uh, have eaten that eyeball. Not a, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, failure, for, failure for Leo. Uh, looks like Abby fit. Uh, Abby, did you roll advantage? Is that what you did? You took I a, rolled out advantage, yeah. You took one so of those uh, audience die? Okay, so both of you yes. are fine. Okay. However, Leo, you find your... Like, you just there's something about that sound and that object that you just your body just kind of leans in towards it and it's just like you feel this immense curiosity like as if you're almost entranced by it in some way just like to the point where you're starting to get creepily close to Liko who is holding it in her hand Abby who has reached across to squeeze it both of you are fine the audio was weird but like you're you're okay meanwhile mm-hmm. Leo is getting closer and closer right up on top Liko what do you got there and Liko is just going to sort of pivot away from him as she's holding it what are you holding Liko uh, we don't know obviously something it calls to me do you do you need a nap or something you've been really weird I get it we've been in a stressful situation but first you shit in the elevator which one (laughs) disgusting and then now you're being a little creeper like I know your social skills can be a little we all agreed not to talk about the elevator (laughs) (laughs) Like, Sorry, we've been working character. on it. I, be- I believe in you. This is one of those situations where I'm telling you, this is weird. <laughs> the orb calls to me. Give it to me. Uh, Leo will try and take the orb from Liko. Okay. Liko, what happens? Uh, Liko is very tall, and so Liko pretty much feels like she can kind of shoulder check. Stiff arm um, or something? Yeah, yeah. Do the whole put your hand on his forehead. He swings around. <laughs> like he's a little kid. Uh, okay. And as you do that, as you just kind of stiff arm him away, it's at that point, Leo, that you just sort of like kind of break out of it. And you just like you kind of get your head around. Go ahead and hit that private little button that sends me a thing. Oh. Okay. Sorry about that. I uh, I don't know what came over me. That, uh, that call was familiar and alluring yet at the same time it feels totally foreign to me now okay <laughs> well we did all hear it but it, I, yeah, it was, yeah but did you did you really hear it I mean clearly not in the same way that you did um, is this like a guy thing like 
No, because Helix was just fine. And then and Abby just kind of looks at you like, like we've had this discussion before. <laughs> uh, uh, Liko's going to kind of hand it over kind of towards Helix and just say we could try to investigate on the inside or we could just like pierce it and open it yes alright take out a knife or a scalpel and yeah you I've got a little knife cut into it and you realize that doesn't pierce you're putting a lot of pressure from the point, from the blade, and it just doesn't seem to pierce through whatever strange sack uh, encases this this lump. It's a lot, a lot tougher than it looks. I think it's best if we just carry it with us. Can I do a med scan of the corpse and see if it get any information of what was the cause of death? Sure. Uh, was there, yeah, that's right. You got, I added those things in. Um, yeah, looking for disease or abnormalities, etc. Uh, sure, yeah, you do a scan. You don't notice any signs of disease, uh, any kind of abnormal growth, any sort of like necrotizing flesh, and nothing like that. Like it, it, it looks like this. If you had a guess, uh, it would probably take more time to do a proper analysis. But like, if you had a guess, likely they this 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 person died from immense trauma to the chest. Uh, yeah, and you can you know like as opposed to some sort of disease. Okay, just wanted to make sure the orb didn't mm-hmm. like do something. Yeah, to it. it doesn't look like there's there's no there's no obvious signs of infection. And this is a human. As far as you know, yeah. Uh, Abby would like to check it out. No, I mean, it looks like a human to you. I mean, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So do we have some type of something that we can put this uh, in? This little melon-sized... Uh, did you find a backpack? Um, we'll just stuff it in there. We got the computer in there. Yeah, I guess the... you could put it in the doctor's medical bag. I'm a game. So, and Liko's still him that won't be a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, Liko, as she's moving it, is is still going to be keeping an eye on kind of the sensors and everything around. Yeah, they've gone. Like they seem to have gone, like they did that sort of initial warm up flash, and then have gone under mm-hmm. it again, and they haven't triggered anymore. Um, Liko wants to mm, try putting it back in the body, and just okay. see if like putting it back in the body and then pulling it back out kind of does anything with the sensors. Uh, doesn't seem to know. Liko, that's not my bo- that's not my medicine bag. That's a that's a chest cavity. I know. I just wanted to see because all that all that stuff lit up the first time we pulled out, and I wanted to see if maybe it was like connected to the body somehow. Maybe pulling some I don't know residual 
I mean, that one is a dead organism now, so maybe try seeing if you hand it to the doctor if it does anything different. Yes, give me the orb. Or I'll put it in your bag. No, only I can open my doctor's bag. Exactly, you have to open the bag and then I can put the orb inside. I have two hands. And Liko will just like put it on the ground in front of Doc. And I'll watch pick it, it up. very intently. Yeah, and I'll pick it up and put it into the medicine bag. Yeah. No problem. Let's just see if these plumbing systems have any power left in them. See if there's like a short somewhere. Uh, it doesn't look so. It looks as though like the equipment in here has like the the stuff on the walls. Now that you kind of take a closer look, it doesn't actually look like it's being used the way that like a sewer main's plumbing equipment should. Like it looks like the the equipment that's on the walls has been like repurposed or jury rigged in such a way. And mostly it just seems like some kind of scanning equipment. Um, and you don't see anything that suggests like there's act, like there has any time recently been like active, uh, active pumping or, or fluids kind of coming through this, the sewer main here. Um, you do notice there are there, the lurks to be like two other, um, other kind of crawl spaces out of here. There's definitely the, I mean, there's in addition to the one obviously leaving um, where you came, uh, but you notice that there's some kind of like these waste pipes. They're kind of blocked, but you think if you could somehow like you can kind of you could think you can climb through them a ways. And you start maybe even peeking in and kind of peering down. The you hold up the chem light, you see it's kind of blocked at the far end, um, but otherwise you think you could potentially if you could somehow get rid of that blockage maybe meander through there also appears to be another um another you know kind of industrial pipe that moves like out of the out of the room on the opposite wall from where you entered so there's like two ways out one of them looks to be blocked another one doesn't you, you don't think it seems to be blocked you hold up the light you think it goes into a fairly large room um but you're not sure until you crawl through it i see an opening in this one I'll head through first. I'll let you guys know if it's open. Sounds good. Okay. So you, as you start crawling through the 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 non-blocked one, you by the time you get to the other half of it, you can start hearing the sounds of like grinding machinery and gears, kind of churning and churning. And you look out the uh, the pipe itself. It's not. This isn't like a vent that's covered. This is more you just kind of see as you come to the edge of what looks to have been a, a drop-off point. And you see a fairly enormous room, um, but you can only vaguely guess at its full dimensions as it is incredibly dark and your chem light only seems to go f- so far. There's like a s- tiny light here, like a flickering emergency light there or there that kind of gives you some sense of depth every now and then. But otherwise, it's an enormous room. Um, but it's mostly filled with what you can tell are these just like heavy, heavy duty equipment, like industrial, like filtration equipment and gears and things like that. It would take a while to kind of move through it and really kind of inspect the totality of this location. It's not like the, the room you were just in, which is relatively small. This thing is quite large. 
I'll call the others through. Uh, Leah will go next then. Yeah. Okay. So, do you all want to start looking around? Definitely. Yeah, I'll take yeah. my flashlight out in this large room and shine it around. Same okay. with Abby, but I'll pair up with Liko. All right, so say Liko and Abby and Leo go and Leo and Helix just to keep things a little bit simple. Okay. Let me do a few things. Okay. Um <laughs> All right. So, as you're moving about, um Liko, Abby, you uh you got your flashlight Liko out and you're maybe you you both like the two groups kind of take different routes and you're going to kind of do a sort of systematic sweep weaving in in between some of the gears and the equipment. Liko, you notice like your like as your light kind of shines down, it kind of reflects off of something on the wall that is definitely not metal, but it seems uh, like some kind of fiberglass or plastic. And as you get closer, you notice that nailed to the wall, um, there are two of those individuals in those black and red murk gear that shot Reed. They're dead. They're kneel they're nailed to the wall. You can see like the light is kind of shining off like the, the, the helmet itself, which you can tell is kind of crumpled in on one side and appears fairly useless. Um you notice that on the ground there's some sort of sort of substance uh, on the ground and like something shiny like a knife or something sticking out of it um, that's what you two see um, I feel like Liko would look at, at Abby and just you know shocked and then also just sort of like wondering if they might still be around so just kind of like you know yeah. You can, by the way, make a, I would say, make a stress test for this, too. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'm already a coward. Yeah, I saw. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we'll say the first time you use that, you'll roll it at disadvantage or something like that. Just, just throw that in your notes. Okay. Uh, okay, Liko, I assume that you rolled a rolled with advantage with the audience die or something. Is that what's happening there? I I I use my trauma response this time. Okay. Oh, um, because I got a once per session freebie. Okay, so you guys see this? What do you want to do? I want to go up and see if there's any uh, weapons that they have that we could possibly utilize. Okay, you. When you get close, you realize that there's there's sort of two things that sort of stand out to you. You you don't see any guns. You don't see any like that looks like their most of their gear, like their whatever they were wearing. This sort of battle dress has been shredded to the point where it seems useless. You don't see any of the guns, the shotguns, or anything like that around. Uh, you notice one of the actually you notice both of the troubleshooters uh, or these these mercs. I just call them troubleshooters. Is what the book calls them. Um, you notice that there's something strange about their hands. 
And when you look closely, you see that their fingers are all synthetic. The palms don't seem to be, but their their fingers are. And then as you look at that substance on the on the ground, like at the base of where they've been, been hanging, you notice this huge clump of it almost looks like dried mucus. And you can see inside of it there is uh, a fairly dull-looking knife, like a kind of almost like a, a very large, like serving knife or butter knife or something like that. Um, I'm looking to see if I have anything. Uh, to grab it with. Um, I'm just going to see if I can just kind of grab with my shirt so that I'm not just reaching down into the goo with my hands, mm-hmm. seeing what their hands look like. <laughs> so I just yeah. want to have something kind of like around my hands as I reach in to grab the knife. Yeah. And other than that, they have like these these sort of dark helmets. You can't see their faces. They have like these black helmets and they have like those red visors. Uh, Abby, what are you doing? Um, She's just going to kind of check like their coat pockets or anything to see if they have any like identification no no you go through the pockets you don't find anything in there no there's not like like they're in like they're in uniform like, it looks like battle dress gear right yeah you know yeah you don't see anything in there okay yeah did you say that one of the helmets sort of looked like it was crushed like it didn't yeah it looks like the helmets look like they were crushed in some way um like they, they took some sort of heavy blunt force to them to both the of them Okay. All right. I was going to try to see if I could uh, pull one off. No, you probably could. Yeah, I'll try to pull one off and look at it just to see if this was like something with like a really, really big hand that like grasped at it mm. or try to see like what the damage was. Uh, okay. So, Liko, you, you pull one of the one of the helmets off and you can see right where the the big dent was in the helmet itself. There's a huge indentation in the skull uh, of this this person. And you can tell like there's blood. This probably happened probably relatively recently as you can see it's still kind of wet. Hmm. Um, and you can see that like their eye is kind of bulging out uh, from the pressure that's been done uh, to the side of the head. But what really alarms you is the fact that you recognize this person. It's your cousin. Go ahead and hit that blind thing for me. Oh my gosh. Uh, the the helmet is just going to go clattering to the ground. Jeez, Liko, you just said we had to be fucking quiet. What's wrong? Is it, did, I, I, this is family here. What the fuck you mean it's family? That... That... It's Glenn. Like, that's my cousin. He... He's a, he's a mercenary? Did you no, know he's, that? No, he's not. I mean, if that's your cousin, then he is. No. He's an art teacher. And then Abby just kind of like looks at you like, uh, are you sure? Like, he's bleeding. There's not that much of his face gone. Like, I've 
grown up with him. I this would know his face anywhere. This isn't pseudo milk. So if this is your cousin. And then uh, Abby's going to take the helmet off the other one. Yeah. And we flash back to Abby as a teenage, like 18, 19. You're getting ready to kind of kind of go off and get an adventure. And there is somebody, uh, there is somebody in your life who, um, maybe gave you like some starter money to kind of go off to, to kind of get, you know, to get a little nest egg going or whatever, who, who would we say is like, who would we say not like mother or father or anything like that? Like, who would we say Abby would, would have probably. Abby idolized like her aunt because she was child free and she tended to spoil her. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And so it, it shocks you then to see that hanging on the wall with a dent in the side of her head and one of her eyes kind of drooping out. Your your sweet aunt who got you started is laying there, tongue kind of dark and dripping, uh, still dripping blood down her mouth, is nailed to the wall with synthetic fingers. Uh, oh, my... That's oh that's 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 my that's and like Abby's gonna try and uh, take her off the wall. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, All right, so you start taking her off the wall. Uh, Do you do the same thing, uh, Lika, or do you do something else? Okay, so the two of you start kind of working through this to take them off the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, Abby. You're trying to recall the last time you spoke with your aunt. What's your aunt's name, by the way? Uh, Vicky. Okay. What's your like? What What's your most cherished memory of Vicky? Um, most cherished with Vicky. Yeah, something simple. I was be then I'd be too involved. Uh she helped me get my first car. Okay. So you're thinking back towards like she she took you to like whatever dealership was on your you know, your near your home. Like you're kind of you remember negotiating the deal. And then it dawns on you as you're taking her down carefully you and Liko kind of helping each other at various times you cannot for the life of you remember what you did with that car did you sell it did you give it away was it stolen was it impounded did you get a car accident and total and you cannot like, no matter how hard you sit there and try, maybe it's the shock, you cannot remember what happened to your car. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. Alright. Let's kick over then to Helix and Menton, who have also been moving around this area. 
And sadly, the two of you also catch something of relative interest as well. As you're as you kind of come to it looks like this confluence of of different gears, these huge, thick, like probably weight tons. And you can see where these all these gears kind of come together in this nexus is what looks like a corpse that's caught in them in the most sort of brutal fashion. Like you like looking at this, you realize like this has got to be absolutely like just painful to see this thing. Um, what do you make a fear save? We still have dice or advantage yes, left, right? Yep. Okay. I'll try one. Do a disadvantage because of a nearby friendly player. Oh, oh. I failed either way. Oh my God. Okay. It's okay. All you do is take an extra stress. It's also a fail. Same thing. Just so extra stress. take two stress. Okay. Uh, no, only I only do that. That's only if you crit. Uh, just a normal one stress. That's all you do. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's just pretty. It looked even for you, man. Like this looks horrifically painful. Like to see a body just like grinded between these two gears. Um. Looking around, you can see near the near the corpse, like on the ground, there also looks to be some kind of like small like pack. This looks like a diver. Like you can tell just by the look of their clothes um, that those that you can see, because again, half the body is like crammed between the gears, and you can also tell like just from the pack, like the makeshift pack to the side. Like this looks like someone like you, like like you were like you know kind of wandering about. Uh, but that is what you see. How on earth does somebody get caught in something like that? Must have been an OSHA violation. I don't want to go near it. <laughs> These gears even do. Do they help the station revolver turn? Uh, they don't seem to be working at the moment, but you would imagine like you like there's plenty of other machinery that is working, but these you're not sure if it's like caught. It looks like it's it's hard to say. Um, you're not sure if it's like they're trying, like it's been shut off or something like like emergency shut off or something like that. But it doesn't seem to be functioning right now. Should we try and clear these out and see if they get moving again? I think that's the best case. Maybe you find some sort of device nearby that can lodge it. Yeah, we'll take. I'll take a look around the area. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you look around, and there's plenty of like you know pipes and chains and things in the area that you could potentially use. Um, and yeah, you get something to sort of stick down into the gears and sort of start walking them back ever so gently. And as you do, Helix, you're able to reach down and grab the body, which the bottom half of it has just been flattened. The bones are sticking out here and there. Blood has already seeped out. It's been here a while. You can tell this has likely been here, you know, at least a day. You know, nothing's wet here. Um, But you can tell, like, everything's either crushed or torn or ripped, and it's just the most horrific sight. Uh, But you can tell, yeah, this this is... 
this is someone much like you. Um, you look at their face, they look to be middle-aged man, kind of sort of, you can tell, like, dark skin, but pale, you know, like, like it's like it hasn't seen a lot of sun recently. Um, and the fate, or like the blood, or maybe just blood loss itself is probably calling, causing like that desaturation. Um, the eyes themselves, you kind of open them up, like there's like the capillaries and such so just burst open. Um, they died. This 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 person died in an extraordinarily amount of pain. Uh, you you notice like in their pockets they had some equipment. Some of it seemed to have been crushed, but you can tell like in the insides of like a what looks like a like these coveralls on the inside. You reach inside. There's a what looks to be some kind of like glass bottle. Take a whiff. It smells almost like whiskey. Uh, it's about half full. Uh, and then there's also like that the their bag that seems to be sitting on the ground nearby. Any walkie-talkie on them, Helix? I'll pass on the bottle of whiskey. Open the bag up. Uh, yeah, you open the bag and you do not find the other end of the comms. Uh, you do find a revolver uh, and an electronic toolkit. Uh, and you also find what looks like a canister of O2. And there are, let's see, five rounds in the gun. Know how to shoot, Doctor. Uh, I have a Trank pistol. Um, sort of. I'm not well versed in combats. You should take this. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to do? See if freeing this body get the gears rolling again, or if like this machinery really works. Yeah, you look around and you find a console kind of, and by console, I don't necessarily mean like a, a more advanced, like computer console it looks more like kind of a, a more industrial handful of like levers and switches and kind of mess around with it a bit. There's like a, looks to be like a reset switch. You can see the gears begin to start moving again. But once the gears are moving, do we notice lights come on or anything change? No lights change. Uh, you do hear kind of a distant rumble. You're not sure exactly what it did, uh, but you're pretty sure it didn't do anything in this room necessarily. Let's see if we can find ourselves an exit. Okay. Um, yeah, you notice like there's no, doesn't look like there's any doors that kind of come in and out of here. It's more what looks like pipes and vents and things that kind of splice on out. There's the two that there's two that you would think are like these drainage pipes that are uh, they're fairly large. They're probably easy to easy like you can kind of crouch down and like crab walk through them as opposed to crawl. Um, and then there's the the one that goes back to the sewer main. I'll mark this exit with a glow stick or a chem light for a return later after we meet up. Uh, 
Okay, so we'll go back to Liko and Abby then. Uh, what are you two doing? Um, did we look through their pockets and everything already? Yes, there was nothing yeah. inside of the pockets. Uh, all you found of any use was a dull knife uh, covered in some kind of mucus. You have dented helmets. Uh, they still work in the sense that you can put them on your head, but they feel fairly uncomfortable since your heads aren't also dented. Um, but otherwise, they didn't really. It doesn't look like they have anything on them. Anything they might have had has been either stripped or broken. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Abby and I'm gonna say okay you 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 look at this one what describe yeah you go through the process and the descriptions match what you see okay yeah. all right just checking I the perception see where you're going thing with that. um What's his name? That one guy had a bag of synthetic tongues. So Abby's going to open the mouth and see, because Vicky has like those the different type of fingers. Like granted, the palm is, is organic, mm-hmm. but she wants to see if like the tongue is also synthetic. Uh, no, they, that looks to be normal. The only thing, okay. again, like, just, just to speed it up. The only thing that seems is synthetic the fingers. are these fingers. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think we're, things. you know, we're going to take a couple minutes to just be freaked out and then yeah. go back. Abby's, Abby's going to get up and just start walking away. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't fucking look at okay. it anymore. Do you, uh, do you leave the body here? Um, that's a good question. No. Uh, she'll, she'll like, so she does like a walk around and she like comes back and she's like, we, we can't just, we can't just leave her here. But where, where are we going to put them though? I don't, I don't know. Uh, she'll drag it near the door or the vent or whatever that we came through into this room okay. and leave it next to that wall. Okay. Uh, Liga, do you do the same or do you something different? Uh, not having a better idea, Lika will do the same. Okay. Uh, same question, I guess, to Helix and Leo. Uh, what do you do with the body of the diver that you found? Chuck them out of the way. I don't really have <laughs> <laughs> anything to do with them. <laughs> okay. It's right. a nice android response to this. Like, well, the body, it's dead. Okay. Uh, sure. Um, so, as you all are moving the you know the bodies back we'll say you cross paths again uh, but then you also as you're debriefing each other on what happened you do hear the sounds of voices coming from somewhere else within this large chamber I don't I don't know if we want to engage to be honest Liko is curious, and so she wants to try to stay kind of hidden behind something, but move closer to be able to hear better. Okay. Uh, um, what do you want to do, Leo? I was going to see if my bio scanner might be able to give us any additional information uh, with 100 meter direction scan. Living creatures. 
I should point out, by the way, that the bio scanner is not going to distinguish between, I think it doesn't distinguish between synthetic life and right. bio life. So, yeah, it just tells the location of signs of life, but not what the life is. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, you do get, I will say you ping four, uh, four different, uh, four different pings, I should say. Are they above us or like across the room? They're in the room on the opposite side of the room. And this is okay. again, very large chamber, lots of machinery and gear all over the place. But yeah, they're, they're in here. Yeah. So Leo just murmur that to everyone else. There's four other people with us across the, across the room, at least within a hundred meters. And Liko's going to be confident that the amount of machinery that's in here will provide a decent amount of cover to try to get closer and hear what's going on. Watch your flashlights. Liko will turn your flashlight off. Okay. Uh, so you're trying to like sneak up on them? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Like I want to. I want to eavesdrop. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so why don't you do? It's like a, maybe a speed test or something as you're trying to like quickly move from like group to group. I don't know how to roll stealth in this game. If any of you have uh, ideas yeah. on how to roll stealth, I don't know. Uh, we're so used to rolling stealth, maybe we're just not yeah. supposed to in this game. Uh, but speed seems to be the closest. Yeah, just be faster than the sound you make. <laughs> All right. I just think of it as like quickly moving when like they turn their head at you or something like that. Yeah, that's what All I was right. thinking. So you okay, took your took an advantage dive from the audience again. Um, Thirty-seven under thirty-nine. You hear them. You hear. You overhear very, um, very cheerful voices, uh, actually, uh, and uh, they seem to be sort of discussing what's some kind of um, malfunction uh, or some sort of strange sounds, something going on in, in the area, but they're doing it and like, they're all like kind of very complimentary to it, to each other. It's like, Oh, I think I heard something from over here. Oh, well look at this. This looks to be a bit of a mess here. Oh, you are absolutely right. This looks very much a mess. Good spotting. Excellent job. And there's a lot of that kind of reinforcement going on. It's um, you get like no real sense of sort of like negative thought, and then you hear, "Oh, it seems that the gears are functioning once more. How wonderful! Perhaps the solution has solved itself." Oh dear, I have found what looks to be a body on the ground. <gasps> well spotted, excellent job. Uh, Liko is going to sneak her way back to everyone. Uh, and just, you know, basically whisper to everybody that there's four people and they're excessively cheerful. I already told you there's four people. I didn't know <laughs> the excessively cheerful part. <laughs> uh, weren't those the people that were after Jerry? Yeah, Jerry did warn of over positively something over positively. It sounds like them. Didn't 
Yurabi also say something about her group being like positive or friendly? No, she was warning about um, Chun Chun, I think. Yeah. Saying that, like, that's how she got into the group. She was very sweet and, like, motherly. That's right. That's one of us. Okay. Well, if we don't want to suffer the same fate as Jerry, we probably want to hide. They did see a body. Wait, you... Jerry's dead? I don't know that. That's true. We don't know that for sure. But I think we should get the fuck out of here. So I'll point in the direction of the exit I found earlier. This is the way? Yeah, there's the the only two ways in or out of this room that you've seen are the way you came in and those other large industrial pipes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pointing at the pipes. My marked earlier. Okay. The new one, right? Like the yeah, the new one. one. The okay. new one. All right. What's the plan? I guess I guess we're going and we're going to try and not get spotted by uh, these super nice. Okay. Probably dangerous. <laughs> do you do you leave the bodies here? Um. Do we like put them in the tunnel thing that we came through? I vote leave them out in the open. It might distract them long enough where they investigate what's going on. I mean, it's my aunt, dude. Yeah, but she's dead. Like they can't make her more dead. I, I'm as, I'm as Hello? shocked as you are. Is there someone there? <gasps> oh. We have visitors. Everyone, we have visitors. Damn it. And you see, like, they kind of, everyone kind of wants her. They got, like, they all kind of dressed in sort of the similar cloud bank uniforms and stuff like that. And they wander over. Hello. Are you responsible for the bodies in this chamber? Oh, I see you have two more here. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, no, we just found them as well. Oh. Well, good on you for spotting them. It is very dark in here. It is very difficult to find everything within this room, and you have done a fantastic job of locating not one, but two. Well done. Are are you guys looking for bodies? Oh, no. We were just out on a stroll, and we heard strange sounds from in here, and we thought we'd investigate. And lo and behold, we have found you and other bodies, but we have found you, too. Oh. Well, that was a very good job. What will you do now? Thank you. We are working very, very hard to ensure that our investigative nature is much more superior than the others. Well, I suppose we could go to a different chamber, or we could stay with you. Where is it you are going? We're trying to get to the garden. Do you know where that is? Well, yes, we do. Of course we know where the garden is. Would you like us to show you to the garden? If it's not an inconvenience, yes. Oh, of course not. It is no bother. We can show you where the garden is. 
Well, thank you. We'd, we'd really appreciate that. I am so more helpful than happy of you. to help. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, we can leave whenever you are ready. Just say so. Uh, we're ready. You are ready now to go. That is wonderful. There are multiple ways in which we could arrive there. One, hmm, is quicker than the other. Should we go the quicker way or the longer way, which is slightly more comfortable? Um, comfortable? The comfortable. longer way. Co- definitely okay. comfortable. It is a longer route, however, but we can certainly go that way. However, hmm, now that I'm thinking about it, no, perhaps we will go the shorter way. Less trouble. Yes. Oh. Are you sure? Sometimes it's it's about the it's about the journey, not the destination. Well, the if we go the longer way, there is the possibility of encountering the Minotaur, and I think that would be very dangerous. As you know, I am sure the Minotaur is the source of all evil, and if we were to encounter that, I cannot imagine what horrible evils will befall all of us, the four of you and the four of us, and that would be terrible. So we will go the other way. Is this agreeable? Okay, okay. Uh, I trust your judgment. <gasps> Abby says as she like looks at him. What does the Minotaur look like? <gasps> I have never seen it. That is not the type of thing I would want to even describe. I have heard stories of it. It is absolutely hideous, though. Most who see it don't live to tell much of it, and those who do come back strangely changed. Hmm. But don't worry. We have it, or rather, Monarch has it, well cordoned off. But sometimes, sometimes it could wander outward. And that is when things get dangerous. But fortunately, Monarch will ensure the Minotaur returns to its cage. Anyway, are you ready to travel? I, I do I do have to ask, though. You mentioned that the longer way would be more comfortable. So just how uncomfortable should we expect to be on this shorter route? Oh, we will be crawling through a very tight pipe. And it smells not pleasant. Is, but otherwise, is it is perfectly all? safe. Oh, okay, yeah. Unless you are afraid of close close quarters, or if you are afraid of terrible smells, or if your olfactory senses are so extraordinary as to be painful to smell a rancid scent. I, 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 I do have to ask, though, will I fit in this pipe? And she sort of stands tall, because she's... You are very tall. But yes, you will fit. You are not very wide. Okay. And that is more of the issue. You will not be able to fit standing up, however. That would be impossible. But I would enjoy seeing you try. We would all enjoy seeing you try. Yes, we all would very much enjoy seeing... Will you try? I would very much enjoy seeing her try. I'll I'll tell you what. Just before we are about to... To get out of this pipe, I will try. And then once we'll do that once we get on the other side. Well that does that work? Absolutely. Now what what are your reasonings for wanting to see the garden? 
and like they're doing this as you're like kind of crawling through like the initial initial pipe. I am curious, what brings you here to Eden? I've never been here before. <gasps> How could you not have been here before? Where have you been? This is the only um, place there is. You are a silly man with many I funny jokes. I just woke up. <gasps> you just woke up. Oh, I hope you had a good sleep. Crawling. And they're like... Maybe they're interspersing, so it's like one, then the other, then right. one of you, then one of them, one of you, one of them. Well, you, you mentioned curiosity, and I would say that is my reason. Curiosity. I thought perhaps you might have been one of the fallen, but you seem far too nice to be one of the fallen. Fortunately... The fallen keep to themselves, and that is fine. What what do you do when you come across the fallen? Well, right now, there is a, there is fortunately a truce, and so we see them, and they see us, and we go our separate ways peacefully. And so oh. we would... That is one of the other reasons why I would prefer to go the route we are taking rather than the other route. That is another danger. It is possible we could antagonize them in the truce that we have worked so tirelessly for would perhaps crumble, and we would not want to see that. That's very reasonable. That's a smart decision. Oh, look, as he hops down into the next room, there is another body here. There are bodies everywhere. I wonder where they come from. Perhaps they too have come from the same place that you have come from. Ah, I have been all over the world, and I have seen so many new things change every day. How interesting. Uh, Liko wants to look at that body for a little comms device. What, the one? Well, no, you've already inspected this. The one you got the lump from, the silicon lump from. You guys are backtracking. Oh, got it. Oh, got okay. it. Got it. Because you're okay. going the route that, that, that they said was easier, so you're backtracking. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Oh, was this a friend of yours? Uh, we've never met them, no. Oh, I certainly hope that they had friends. Friends are good. Yes, friends are very good. Friends are great. I am so happy to have friends. Wouldn't you agree? Me you, too. You all seem to be... The monarch provides us with so many friends. You all seem to be quite friendly with each other. Well, of course we are. Why would we not be? We are all chosen. What? Chosen for what? chosen for what? What a curious question. Such a funny man. You make so many funny jokes recently, Awoken person. We are just chosen. The monarch has chosen us. That is all. And what will you do now that you're chosen? We will live peacefully. We will explore Eden, of course. That is what we are doing. Do okay. you plan to do something other than that? Because if you do plan to cause trouble, well, then I'm afraid I cannot allow you transport through Eden. Because, as I said, there are dangers here. There is, as I said, the evil that lurks, the minotaur, horrible, evil, terrible, hideous thing that hopefully none of you will ever encounter. But there are also the fallen, who, while they are not as horribly hideous, evil, and terrible as the minotaur, they are, in fact... Well, they are fallen. They are not chosen, and therefore cannot be fully trusted, although we do currently partially trust them, thus creating a temporary, hopefully not too temporary, truce. 
Do you understand all of that? Yes, thank you. Yep. Excellent. Now, Is there another category of individuals? So there are the chosen and the fallen. Are there just neutral people that don't fall in either category? Well, I presume that would be you. And we, we are al- allowed to remain in the neutral category? Well, are you trying to suggest that Monarch chose you? I cannot suggest that Monarch chose or did not choose you. Oh yeah. no, I just wanted to see if this was a have to pick sides kind of a situation. If we were, we would knew, but we're not fallen either. I can certainly see that, yes. You are not. Thank you. You are very funny people. I enjoy meeting you. Yes, we all very much enjoy meeting you. You have been a very bright spot of our day. A truly bright spot, perhaps, new friends? Let's not go too far yet. Oh, I think maybe. (laughs) I love making new friends. (gasps) I do, too. Excellent. Excellent. Friends are wonderful. Absolutely. Nico is intentionally, like, raising her voice up at the end of everything she (laughs) says just to try to... (laughs) We are cheerful people, too. I just like when Jeff has to be like four people. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Of course, if any of you come across any of these other fallen, and perhaps they are in places where they should not be, it would be best for you to alert us so that we could take them to reformatting. They are deviant, and we cannot have that. Yes, we okay. definitely cannot have that. I'm sure we cannot have that. I agree with you. you. We certainly cannot have that. See, we are all in agreement. Deviance shall not be allowed. However, you are not chosen, so you don't have to worry about deviance. You just have to worry about respecting the truths and the rules that we set forth within Eden. Understood. Excellent. Do our best. Do you have a rule book you can give us? I believe I just told you all of the rules. He makes so many funny jokes, very funny jokes, so many of them, in fact, and he tells them splendidly. So as you're, as you're like, you're in this room, we need to crawl through here. There will be a blockage. Are any of you strong? This tall one looks very strong. I think the tall one said that she was going to try to walk into the pipe. Wouldn't that be hilarious? She does not understand spatial relativity. I am strong. (laughs) Yes, you can lend us a hand then. Come with me, please. And they start crawling in. And yeah, you, you, if you, if you crawl in, eventually you come to what looks like some sort of block, um, in the, uh, in this sort of tunnel here, this tunnel, this pipe, it's like this large industrial pipe, not quite as big Mm -hmm. as some of the ones that you saw elsewhere. So you're kind of on hands and knees crawling through it and you are big, but you are, so it's kind of tight for you, but you eventually are able to get through it. Um, When you get to the, there is, you get to the end, you can see that there's this blockage of just horrible filth. Like it's just this stank filth. As I said, if your olfactory sense is so superb as to cause pain from smelling rancid, horrible filth, this will be unpleasant for you in ways that I cannot imagine. Otherwise, if you could start just reaching your giant hands over here and pulling them out bit by bit, we could get through. Or I safely don't know. travel, though we will. I don't know that I'm going to use my hands for that, but I will uh, 
Can I take out that knife that I had grabbed earlier? Sure. And use that to kind of... Yeah, you start digging through and you kind of pop open. And eventually, we'll say the blockage is passed and you're able to kind of push through. And you realize, like, as you're pushing through, it's a pipe opening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can see that there's like some kind of, I mean, it almost seems like fabric at first that seems to be partially covering the pipe. And then like there's a tear down the middle. And as you climb out and, and turn around, you actually notice with a little bit of an alarm, uh, Liko, that the entire room that you just entered is the walls, the ceiling, is covered in taut pseudoskin. And there is this reddish gash down through this this pipe that you have just crawled out of. And I presume the rest of you start to crawl out of as well. <gasps> Welcome. This is not the garden, but we are close. The garden is just through that door. Kind of points to an airlock door the other side of the room otherwise you see like like uh, in addition to that the strangeness of the pseudo skin you notice that the most obvious thing in here is this 10 foot tall statue uh you know humanoid uh wearing a suit reaching down and holding hands with a much smaller naked figure and both of these Statues are made out of pseudo flesh. I, I, I just have to ask if this is not the garden. What is this? This is the visitor shrine, and you are a visitor. What exactly does the shrine commemorate? Well, it commemorates being chosen, as you can see. This small creature right here has been chosen as being led into Eden. Yes, that is how I interpret it. That is also how I interpret it. I, too, interpret it this way. Excellent. We are all in agreement. I, too, interpret it this way. And so, yeah, you notice uh, there is a door on the far wall uh, from where you just climbed out on the opposite side of the statue, which is the statues which are in the center of this, the pseudo flesh room. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it like the pseudo flesh doesn't cover the door. It's like, there's a proper frame to it, but it's a normal kind of office door. And then you can look to your left from where you came in, uh, through the, the sort of the, the slash in the pipe, you can see an airlock door. Uh, so it's that same sort of security door that you kind of have to go through and etc. And not, it's not, um, it's not it's not pressurized though it's just a normal airlock door and you said there's a big red slash yeah you can tell like the pseudo flesh itself has like it, it, it the the red it's like a red gash like it was cut through and like you can see the pseudo flesh has been like irritated on either side to allow access to the pipe okay this this is a we've come across a couple different lobbies on our way around and this one is quite interesting you find it interesting interesting is good interesting is good interesting is good interesting is great and they all kind of turn and look 
at the one who says interesting is great. Interesting is good. Yes, you are correct. Interesting is good. And there's like this tense moment where like the three who said good are just sort of staring down. Hmm. What do you all want to do? Um, make our way to the airlock to try to get into the garden if it's right there. Yes, and they all like stop. They break their concentration from staring down the fourth who was looking, you would think, kind of nervous. And they're, yes, through the door. You, you wonders await. And so, yeah, Leo, you go over. You open the door. And as the airlock door opens up, you just see this enormous hall like probably it was like an exhibition hall or like a like one of those a place where maybe conferences or something might have been held and everything it's like that kind of long um that kind of large and you can see there's all sorts of these like strings of 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 like jury rig lights here and there that are creating this sort of very beautiful uh kind of vibe to it and then as your eyes begin to track around you notice that there are dozens of about a hundred foot tall quivering pillars of pseudo flesh that seem to be growing amidst these collapse exhibition booths from some kind of corporate convention long ago. And you get assaulting your nostrils, the stink of kind of bitter ammonia. And you also notice in some of these pillars Chuck were here, he would be proud of me. There are these tight sphincter openings where you see bleeding from them pseudo milk. And as you're watching it, Leo, you watch as there are other androids, much like the ones you you're, you've been speaking with, slithering and crawling over and in and out. And you see one of them just begins to kind of slither and crawl inside one of those openings. And I think that's where we're going to end for today. No. On that <laughs> image. And you have to sit on that image for weeks. What the fuck? I Bleeding mean, sphincter milk holes. Straight out of the book. That wasn't Jeff. That was straight out of the book. I'm I mean, Derek. With tight knew? sphincter openings, bleeding pseudo milk is what it says. <laughs> Oh, Derek, boy. you just like ad libbed that like over an hour ago, and it totally hit the theme of the night, and you didn't even know. And plus, you guys crawl through a sewer and everything, right? It, yeah. it was like so on. Oh, All right, so yeah, that is it for uh, for tonight. Thank you for oh everyone who hung gosh. out. Thank you for all the bits and subs that were thrown out earlier. Uh, we we have stuff that'll carry over till next time. Uh, oh let's gosh. see. What do we have going on tomorrow? Uh, Melissa and I will be in the morning or early afternoon. We'll be over on Grim and Perilous Plays, uh, playing some Fallout 2D20. Uh, then on our channel uh, in the afternoon, we will be back. We will be back to our usual uh, One Ring uh, Second Edition uh, as we are playing through our, uh, our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, and then on Monday, we will be moving over to um, back to Deadlands, actually, back on our channel. Uh, and so, yeah, 
that uh, that's it. My headphones are going out, uh, so <laughs> it's about time for us to leave. Uh, I'm going to go I ahead and time. raid somebody. Looks like uh, fenders are still up, so I'll go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. So, you know, everybody. Bye. See you later. Bye.